across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Talk radio. Yes, evening. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Um, our busy show tonight. It's the 10th anniversary of Guy Goma. And we're going to celebrate it by playing the clip and asking, where were you when Guy Goma? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on. Down this road that never seems to end. When new adventure lies just around the bend. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far but you know it won't be long We're almost there and we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So if you wanna join me for a while just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll find what I call home Until tomorrow, you know I'm free to roll Yeah, rap fans, and welcome to the hundreds of new listeners What we must have got, um, this, this is Ian Lee, good evening uh, the hundreds of new listeners, what we've got um, today, because, well, over on the other station, they seem to have given up the fight. They've, they've g- actually given up the fight on LBC. And you know, you know who they've put on, don't you? If I could get their website to work, I'd play you some. They've, they've put on the most awful pantomime uh, uh, villain of all time, their website their website doesn't seem to be working, which is um, oh here, hang on, 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 hang on,
That's, um, 0844 499 is the phone number this evening. Um, we're going to play things slightly differently. Um, not newish callers. I'm still kind of trying to find a way to get newer voices in. Not in any way knocking anybody that calls in at all. I love it. But it'll be nice to encourage newer voices and new callers and people who are a little bit shy. And I'm aware that it, it can feel a little bit like a sort of, um, you, you know, a, a, a bit of a private club that, mm-hmm. that, that strangers aren't welcoming. Au contraire, nothing could be further from the truth. So tonight, um, you can only call in if you've not called in the last... Well, no, I'm not religious, actually. I think religion is, is the root of all evil. It's go. the cause of most of our yeah. fighting in this planet today. Here we go. Um, do I ever want to go back inside a church? Not really. I've been okay. married in one twice. My first one. Was yeah, well, they wouldn't let you in, Damien. So, I'm not sure about religion myself. But that aside, right. should we have Everything's glory right. be to God, subhan Allah, written across our red buses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. she's doing the Muslim advert on the bus. Muslim advert on the bus. She's doing the Muslim advert on the bus. The Muslim advert on the bus. Of course she is. She's doing the Muslim advert on the side of a bus. She's doing the Muslim advert on the side of a bus. She's doing the Muslim advert on the side of a bus. Imagine, of course she's doing that. It's a nonsense story. This in the papers. I saw it in the papers, right? It's a nonsense story. Fury. After there is, um, the, the, the headline is something like, and I, wrote, I, I jotted it down because I suspected that that would be, no, I didn't jot it down because I thought it was too obvious. Mm. Um, uh, uh, fury, that an advert um, promoting Islam on the side of a bus after a Christian advert was banned in the cinema. Yeah. Well, um, different regulatory authority. Um, um, that's like two completely different things. That's, let's delve in more. Hang on. Hang on it's, it's, it's booting up. Here we go. Booting up. Boot her up. She'll still be well, on the... Well, Good, good. N- nice to talk to you, um, long-time fan. Um, I'm absolutely outraged. This is... You, know, you probably get, I think it's fair to say, <clears throat> a lot of lefties calling in tonight who will be <laughs> How can you no, be she a... Won't. They're all listening to us. How can you be a long-time fan of that... Long-time fan, Katie. I'm a long-time... Katie, I'm a long-time fan of yours. I'm really glad you said that. Katie Hopkins. Um... I'm a long-time fan of yours. Like John the Apprentice. Um, I've I've inter- I've had it, I've spoken to her, and off there she's a nice woman. And on there she goes into pantomime vi- villainry. I'm a I'm I'm a long-time fan of yours, Katie. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Can I just say, a lot of people have said, Ian, phone up like you did with Talksport. Lee, I think there is a law, and we need to check this. So we're not going to do it. I think it is illegal now, after Nick Abbott did it years ago, to phone up other radio stations when you're on air. I think. We'll, we'll double-check that. I think that's an Ofcom rule now. Oh, is it? I think it is, actually. Um, so it's I kind won't, of etiquette, isn't it? Well, I won't be doing that. And can I just say, please, please, dear listeners, do not... Phone up Katie Hopkins on LBC and prank call her and send me the audio. Don't. That would, that do, would be bad. Do not do that. And I'm saying, do not phone her up and prank her and send me the audio. Don't do it. Seriously, don't do it. Because that would be bang out of order. Um, so for tonight's show, it's if you've um, called in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. thank you very much. We'll speak tomorrow, possibly, or later in the week, but not tonight. Now, I'm always aware that by putting these restrictions on a show, it makes it a tough, makes it hard work for me, harder work for me. 
Um, and particularly for a brand new station, where we're week eight now, I think it shows, what is it, 36, I think. Um, you know, we're not really spoiled for choice for callers. But I'm hoping if you're listening to this at home, or oh, could you turn those side lights off? It's the yeah. middle, I think it's that green light there, or maybe the one above it. Uh, no, no, that, 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 down, down, the, there, hold, there, boom. Um, if you're sat at home listening and thinking, oh, I've toyed with the idea of phoning him up, and I have, then do it. If you phoned in the first couple of weeks, we had a few people that called in the first couple of weeks and then didn't call again. Now is an excellent time to call. Or if you're thinking, I really want to hear that talentless, obnoxious, has-been struggle, then don't call for the entire night. And that is what will happen. 0844-499-1000. The way it works in the first two hours of the show because we will have loads of new callers tonight and listeners anyway. The way it works in the first two hours of the show, you phone up, you'll speak to Id at the moment, he'll take your name and number, he'll call you back straight away. He'll call you back straight away. So it's not even going to cost you that much money. After midnight, things change a little bit when we take calls straight to air. But just well, indulge me one more time. Oh, it's, it's, it's buffering. Religious freedom and religious liberty. And it's very important that people should worship God or whatever God. Oh, for God. We'll be having none of that nonsense tonight. We'll be having none of that nonsense tonight. Tonight, I thought we could just dick around a bit. Yeah, let's talk about Guy Goma. Oh, it's the 10th anniversary of Guy Goma. Are you aware, Ed, of who Guy Goma is? I have no idea oh, who it's Guy, Guy Goma's Goma is. day. You were out of the country. Is when this like Ed Ball's day? Did Guy Goma like Facebook his own name? He's, he's better. Guy Goma is awesome. Uh, uh, and for those of you, I remember where I was um, when I uh, first heard of Guy Goma. I was online, probably sat in front of a computer. I think. And Guy Goma was brilliant. Everyone thought he was a, um, a, a taxi driver. A little bit racist. He wasn't. He was uh, uh, attending the BBC for an interview for a job, right? And it was, um, was it News 24 then? Is that what it was called then? I, I don't know. So, yeah. And um, He was an IT man, wasn't he? He was an IT man. And suddenly, he, in the, conf and I don't know how this has happened, because I've been to, to the BBC News offices, right? There is no way you can get um, thrust on set um, whilst making a mistake like that. Basically, uh, they thought he was there as, a, as an expert to talk about Apple, well, um, if they'd asked him whether he knows about he was there to talk about Apple, I guess as an IT man he might have. Didn't agreed. he think? Didn't he think that was part of the interview? I'm guessing. Well, let, let's have. I a, let's, have seen this. I, I do remember this. Yes, let's have a, let's let's have a listen. Here we go. The industry and the growth of music online. Well, Guy Cuny is the editor of the technology website. Oh, Guy Wireless. <laughs> Hello, good morning to you. Good morning. Were you good surprised morning. by this uh, verdict today? I'm very surprised to see this verdict very to come on me. Because on me, yeah. I was not expecting that. When I came, uh, they told me something else, and I'm coming. You got an interview there, so it's a big surprise anyway. A big surprise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. With regards to uh, the cost that's in, in, involved, um, do you think uh, now more people will be downloading online? Uh, actually, if you can go everywhere, you're going to see lots of people downloading uh, to the internet uh, and the website, uh, everything they want. But I think uh, it's what it's is brilliant is that they go to a reporter outside and the reporter says, well, as your expert just said. They want to get uh, is that on the easy way be, yeah. and so fast uh, the things they're looking for. This does really seem to be the way the music industry is progressing now. He's that not people want to anything. go onto the website She's and download on. music. Exactly. You can go everywhere on the Cyber Cafe and you can check. Uh, you can Cyber go easy. Cafe. It's going to be a very easy way for everyone uh, to get something uh, to the internet. 
Thank you, Nee. Thanks very much indeed. I think we can uh, we now also speak to uh, Rob Pitton, who's on, uh, Pitton. at the uh, Put your foot in it, Pitton. court uh, for us uh, this morning. Hello to you, uh, Rob. Um, what do you think this means for the, the, the future of the industry, the music industry? Well, I think we just heard there, first of all, it comes as something of a shock because in the, the previous times <laughs> at least... So that again, it came as a shock. Did he get hired in, in the end? No, no. He, no. Oh, he totally should have. No, he ended up, um, he ended up um, uh, hosting 8 out of 10 cats for a yeah, second. Yeah, he was a bit of a sensation. Um, it's 10 years, 0844 499 1000. It's 10 years to the day, as near as damn it, that Guy Gomer first broke on our scenes. And in, in many ways, like um, Rick Waller and Michelle McManus, their star shone so brightly... Um, and then faded into nothingness. Where is Michelle McManus? Because she wasn't as obnoxious as Walla was. Walla no. was was. Uh, and then he had a sore throat, didn't he? he couldn't sing anymore. Yeah, it's from all that. <laughs> Whoa. He is. Uh, I've 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 met Walla. He was on Rise. Now listen, when you're when you're on Rise, you're you're really at the your star is at its lowest ebb. Okay, you're in no position to make demands. Mm -hmm. And um, he was throwing his well, he was throwing his weight around. weight around. Um, he was like a right little diva. It was only Rick. Well, I remember. I remember saying. I remember saying to Kate Lawler, "He won't last long in show business, love not all that, you know." Wow. But Manus, McManus was all right, wasn't she? She was delightful. Michelle okay. McManus. I wonder what happened to uh, to her. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll start the show in a minute. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Rashid? Yeah, what, what? You've, you've been on in the last two weeks. I know, I know. Well, you, the rule... I'm flipping it, what is it? Oh, oh, sorry. The, I, I, I'm about to say, Rashid, uh, um, uh, what is it with these people? You're not going to take that as a racial slur, are you? I'm no, referring yeah, to yeah. idiots, not not an ethnicity. No, I don't mind that. That's fine. What is it That's with these, these people? I don't know. Uh, Rashid, the rules are very, very simple. Let me state them for you. Go on, go on. You cannot call this evening if you have been on the show in the last two weeks or your phone signal is pony. Uh, and both of those things apply to you, Rashid. Well, um, after midnight they can ring, can't they? Well, yeah, after midnight we can... Uh, after Anything midnight, goes. Straight to this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. This is Catherine, who's the producer, and she sometimes wanders in the studio. It is Word there. Up. Good evening, Hello, Ian. good evening. Uh, the way it works is we're not going to be talking... That, well, we, you're not, we're not going to be talking about, um, oh, the, the Muslim advert on the side of a bus. We're not going to be talking about Sadiq Khan being the mayor of London. Um, Are you going to do Brexit tonight? No, we can't. Mm. We can't because we're still in, in the thing. I, I do want to say, I do want to say, though, actually, what, what we'll do is we'll phone it, we'll, we'll talk nonsense, basically. It's a laugh, right? But that election last week, all of the elections, the PCCs and the Mayor of London and all your council elections, it, it was the, well, they're boring. Mm. It was really boring. Now, I like a good vote up me. I love, I love going down and, and casting my ballot and all of that stuff. I, I, I love lending my vote to somebody. That's the correct term. Um, I only had PCCs in my area, and I didn't. I couldn't be bothered. Um, it was enough. It was enough boring. It was really boring. Really boring campaign. Boring votes. I mean, the 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 London mayoral campaign was good because it was it had a bit of racism in it. And I'm about to say I like that. I don't like racism, but I like watching people uh, make a pig's ear of stuff more than I am. So I enjoyed I enjoyed the uh, racial overtones mm. in it. The nastiness. The nastiness. And the fact that, that both Khan and Goldsmith are the biggest 
slimy plastic politicians there. Both of them are slimy little so-and-sos, careerists. But I thought the whole thing... And then I listened to it a bit, to a bit on the way back on a bit of... I flicked between um, LBC... Boring! And Radio 4... Boring, but not quite as boring. And it was just... I mean, people were getting results. Well, well, um, this tiny little island off Scotland has been held by a Lib Dem... Oh. And the Scot, but and Scot Labour lost a bit, but then they what? Oh, for crying out! Who gives us? I mean, flipping. Do it. you know what I missed around my way? A battle bus. I didn't see one. Yeah, you not don't... even a like a Robin Reliant with a flag in it. Nothing. They think that by sending you a letter <coughs> now that'll do. Well, you I want. Get... I want more attention. <clears throat> you don't get. And excuse me, coughing. I'm still shaking off the end of this cold. I'm deaf again in my ear. Mm. I'm deaf, and I'm worried that someone. And I don't want to say um, a gypsy. Don't then. But it might be a gypsy or a voodoo man has cast a spell on me. Put a hex on me. Put a jinx on me. That's the phone in. Boom. 0844 499 1000. How do I undo a hex? Mm. And have you ever had... I've done this before and people, loads of people have had it. Have you ever had a jinx, a hex or a voodoo spell cast on you? 0844 499 1000. Boom. We're into the show, and the phones have gone mental. Let's bring Mark into the conversation. Mark, tell us about your Steven. your your hex, your voodoo spell, or your jinx that was placed on you, please. <laughs> well, the jinx I had, oh goodness me, many years ago. It's got to be um, something to do with football, actually, because oh, yeah. I, I am a supporter of Macclesfield Town. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when I go to the home games, we always get beat. Right. So I always think it's just um, obviously a bit of a hex on me or a bit yeah. of a jinx. Am yeah. I a jinx to Matt Town? You know, something like that. But then, um, then everybody, everybody would think because I don't like sports, but I can understand why people get into little rituals if you know that something that you know if if something they are doing seems to work and their team does well or mm. they get that job or mm. they get you know like dirty sex. Uh, or, d- or dirty cash. Oh, that popped out of nowhere, didn't it? I know, and I apologise for that. Yeah. That's what made it so dirty. Or dirty cash. Do you know, you, you follow dirty cash. I want you, dirty cash. I need you all. I need you all. Manitas. Manitas. Who sang that? You started for ten, Mark. Oh, Adventures of Steve and me. Yeah! yeah! Don't you remember? We had him on the show once. Mark, have we ever spoken before? We have about four weeks ago, I must be honest. All right, so Eve, you're within the threshold. Yes, I'm within the threshold. Well, within the threshold, will you, mate? You, I'm going to, let me, um, let me just, I've got a piece of paper here. Mark, whereabouts are you from, Mark? I'm from Liverpool. Mark? And you support Macclesfield, that's a brave move. Liverpool? Yeah, because I worked at a local radio station around here for many years or so. Um, and they used to score the Macclesfield town, you know, every single Saturday. You can hear me? I thought... I've I've drawn this, and people on Periscope can see this. I've written, yeah. uh, I've written and signed, and we will send this to you by carrier pigeon, um, a free mm-hmm. gold pass, Mark. And that means you are such a good caller, such a top-notch caller, that whenever yeah. I do one of these ridiculous self-imposed nights where I make it half myself, you mm-hmm. can call in. For example, if we were to say no one called Mark can call in. You could call in, you'd phone up, you'd um, you'd uh, give this pass, you'd wave this pass to Id, and you would get straight to yes. the front of the queue. Okay, no we'll, we will send that to you later on, Mark. That's an absolute promise. Uh, do you know what? I've got a bonus for you as well, Ian. You've got a what for you me? You would ask, I've got a bonus for bonus. you. Bonus. For goodness you know, sakes, I you thought... Know you were... <laughs> <laughs> because you know you were asking about Michelle McManus. Oh, yeah, 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 go on. 
She works for STV in Scotland. Does she? She a show called The Hour with Stephen Jardine. He used to be on GMTV, I think, many years ago. And how long is that on for? An hour. <laughs> what's it? What's it? What's it about? What What happens in in the hour with Michelle McManus? It's, it's a bit like the one show mixed in with oh, oh something else, you know, like Home Cook, Won't Cook, and stuff like that, basically. So it, it's a bit of a lifestyle. I show. bet. She, I bet she's all right on that, isn't she? Yeah, she's. Uh, from what I've seen, yeah, yeah, because I have to tune into it on Sky sometimes. So I thought, right, you know, uh, I think she gets shown overnight as well because they have this weird service called the night shift where people can text oh, in and. And they have the night shift, it's called. She's, um, she's, oh, well, good, because I liked her. I mean, she had a warmth. She, she seemed like a she nice did. person. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like the fact that she, well. she bucked, she, she won, like, Pop Idol or whatever it was. She I came, kept telling her she, she couldn't, did, and yeah. then she did, yeah. Yeah, and I like the fact that mm. she bucked the trend and proved them all wrong. You know, uh -huh. basically, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fat woman defies all of our, um, um, many of our preconceived ideas of what a pop singer should look uh, like. But they still couldn't sell her, though, <laughs> could they? Because they tend no. to market them in the same way, which is miniskirt and gyrations. Oh, yeah, but but th right. they've had so um, Simon Cowell has had so few massive successes from that. Mm. But the successes, I mean, One Direction, obviously, the big one. Yeah. Um, mm. and, um, J-Love, what are they called? JLS. JLS. <laughs> not, not, not J-Lo. And, um, um, the, the, um, um, oh. Go on. The lad. Go on, squeeze it out. The lad. Go he on. did a Bollywood song. Gay boy. Ooh. You know what I mean? Think of his name. Which? Particular. <laughs> it down. <laughs> I'm only saying that because, um, what is it? I'm not, oh, what is his name? Will Young! He didn't win. Oh, Will Young, that's it, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, did he not win? No, I'm not talking about winning. I'm talking about successes that he signed up to his... And I was using gay as a, as a descriptive term, guys, before before mm. we get our first Ofcom. Um, Meaning happy. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, and um, But I'm talking about the successes, right? Right, Because okay. some of the... Remember Leona Lewis was going to be the new Beyonce? She was good! Yeah. Uh, didn't work. I don't think... Um... The, they didn't win, did they? Why are you talking about winning? I'm not talking about winning. I know, but what I'm saying is it it, <laughs> it, it pays not to win in those oh, programs. Oh, yeah. Will Young won. Mm. Will Young won. Did he? Will Young won. Gareth, Gareth Gates, Gates two. Gareth Gates, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but um, JLS didn't win. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Hearsay won. And um, Girls Allowed won. Liberty X. Liberty oh, X. Liberty like X didn't win. Yeah, yeah. Liberty X mm, didn't win. They didn't win. That's, they did a great pop video. They did two great pop Which videos. Which one? The one, one with the... One in the swimming pool. And that one. Yeah. Fantastic. I remember Mark, that. I once danced that with a baguette. Mark, did we... Um, <laughs> did okay. we... Uh, did we get to the point of your phone call? Gold pass, Mark. Um, we did, yes. Yeah, yeah, because it was about Michelle McManus. I said, to, I said to Eve before, I said uh, yeah. I knew where uh, Michelle McManus was. So but, uh, I throw in the jig set there as well, because uh, he asked me about the jig set, so forth. I'll throw that in as well. Mark, it's typed on the screen. You have a gold pass. I look forward to speaking to you any time you want, on Mondays to Fridays between the hours of 10 and 1. Is that okay? That's brilliant, mate. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, buddy. Ta-ta. There we go. You see, what a great first call. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, so far... Um, and let's, you know, if anyone was offended by my description of Will Young, I apologise. I'm thinking out loud, but if anyone was offended, I apologise. Um, it's, it's a humdinger of a start to the show. So we're asking, um, what are we asking, Catherine? I hope you've been keeping tally. We're asking, tally. um, what, your Guy Goma. Have you ever done one? A Guy Goma. Have you ever done a Guy Goma? Have you ever met Guy Goma? Have you ever had a hex, a curse, a jinx, or a voodoo spell put... On you. They do that. You don't see them so often now, but you see these horrible, horrible women in London 
who want you to take the lucky heather. Mm. And then you kind of take this horrible, tatty little bit of heather. And you go, all right, yeah, thanks. And they go, that'll be that'll be five pounds. You go, oh, no, I don't want that. I don't want to give you five pounds for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then they start don't effing and jeffing. No, I'm not. They start effing and jeffing, mm. and they put a, they put a curse they on you. They still do that in Spain. Well, they still do it in London sometimes. Mm. You can you can spot these but people. That was an old-fashioned tactic, though, wasn't it? Back in the day, don't well, see it so much now. Well, no, you. We both we both just said that you still see it. I don't see it. You said you, it still happens in Spain. Yeah, I've not seen it in London. I've seen it in London. Yes, happens in London. I remember him coming to the door once. Um. Uh. People coming to your door, it, we had this, this guy turned up at my door the other day and I opened it and I said yes. He went, hello, I'm David. Oh. I went, hello David, very nice to meet you. He said, I live, I live two streets away. I want to know what you had done to your... He was very friendly. I'm, I'm making him sound harder and harsher. Are you making him sound creepy? <coughs> no, it was nice. He wanted to know what we'd had done to our roof. How we'd had it, what we, we'd had some work done to our roof. He wanted to know who had done it and would we recommend them. I have no idea about any of those things. I let my wife deal with all of those things. And so I said, the, and I said, well, the roof hasn't leaked and it's still up. So as far as I'm concerned, two bonuses. That's a, that's got to be good news for the roof refurbishing industry. Um, and he said, oh, okay, I'll come back later and speak to your wife. He never came back. Maybe he was fishing. Maybe it was a scam. Maybe it was a scam, and maybe he wanted to see if I was in so he could burglarise me. Yeah. We just, we just don't know. We just don't know. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I don't know. I asked them to get rid of it. They assured me, they assured me that that's exactly uh, what they've been doing. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. If you've called in the last two weeks, you're welcome to listen. You're welcome to text in 87222. Start your text talk. and They cost 25 pence plus your network rate. Uh, but you're not welcome to call in for the first two hours of the show. Instead, it's people, if you've not called in the last two weeks, you're more than welcome to. 0844 499 1000. Um, John's on the line. Yes, John. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hi, yeah. Hello. It's the uh, first time... I, well, actually, no, it's the second time I've spoken to you, Ian, but not for a long, long, long time. When was the... Oh, oh. that came in. When was, the, when was the first time you called in? Uh, first time I spoke um, to you, John? It would have been LBC. Oh, yeah. um, you were doing a thing about um, local shops that were good to get food. That is a brilliant... Very, I can't even... Be, I, I don't remember it, but what a great phone in local shops where it's good to get food... Like like good sandwich shops that are off the beaten track sort of thing, you know, oh, not, not chains and stuff. It's a bit enough. And um, I, I saw in the papers today there was um, um, a thing about um, the best filling for sandwiches. And you just know, as Martin Kellner pointed out, BBC Local Radio was rubbing its thighs, going, that's a two-hour phone-in, guys. That's a right, two-hour yeah. phone-in. What's your favourite sandwich? Call me now. Call me now. 
Well, yeah. welcome to the afternoon show, where today the poll has come out and revealed the nation's favourite sandwich is cheese and pickle on brown bread. Well, I'm not happy with that, and I want to know, what's your favourite sandwich? But before we do that, let's ask, let's ask son of pop legend Paul McCartney, James McCartney, what's your... James, what's your favourite sandwich? I don't really want to talk about sandwiches. Just, uh, just shaped an interview around your favourite sandwich, and I just wondered what your favourite sandwich was. I don't want to talk about bread. We're gonna end. We're gonna have to end the interview here, James. We're gonna have to end this interview. I'm afraid. Um, let's take your calls, but before that, here's uh, Ebony and Ivory. Anyway, John, the, the brown sandwich would have caused a lot of arguments on LBC as well. Brown bread, it wouldn't, yes. have, been, wouldn't have gone down well. Yes. Does, does brown bread go against our Christian morals? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to all of the listeners who've abandoned the sinking ship LBC this evening. It's great to have you on board. Uh, talk radio, whiz, we are about to set sail. We've got plenty of room. Actually, it's cavernous here, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, John, yes, what have you got for us? Um, well, a couple of things. I was originally, I was going to phone up and just say that I'd been uh, watching Martella today. I don't know if anyone else had, but it's very harrowing. What do you watch? Martella. Martella. Martella on ITV. What is that? What is that then? Has it got Michelle McManus in it? Oh, Anna Friel. No, it hasn't. Okay. Yeah. I used to get mistaken for Anna Friel back in the day. Because she was a lesbian. I can see that. No, I wasn't going to go there. Because she murdered her dad and buried him under the um, patio. No. Oh, wait, 444-499-1000. Have you murdered your father? Where did you hide the body? Call me now. (laughs) They never found um, me out for that. No. Um, uh, what? 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 I don't. As I say, I don't watch much television these days. I watch quite a bit of Netflix. I got some good documentaries on there. So, um, I saw a cracking documentary, John, over the weekend, yeah. and it was recommend. Whoever recommended it to me on Twitter, thank you so much. Right, welcome to Leith. I told my sister. She said, "Oh, is that the Proclaimers film?" I said, "No, no, no. It's mm. not that. It's um, it's brilliant, right? It's about this sure. small town, Leith." in um, America, right? The US of America. And only 24 people live there. It looks either nightmarish or idyllic, right? It's one of the two. It's interesting we're playing this song. Um, And one day this nice old guy buys a a house there and he's living and he goes round and he asks all the other residents, have you got some land to sell? You got any land? And go, yeah, yeah, no, I haven't got any. Yeah, you can buy this. He buys all this land, right? And by the time... Um, he's bought like enough land that he could double the size of the town. The townsfolk realise he is one of America's premier racists. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. It's like Paul Cobb or James Cobb or something. I've probably libelled two people there. Um, and he's he's like a really nasty racist, right? And his plan is is to build all these houses. And get all the racists, all the like white supremacists in America to live there. And then they can take over the town by outvoting the original townsfolk, one of whom's a black man, um, and take over the town, right? And this guy's nuts. He puts like swastika flags in his guard. And there's nothing, like, the, the, the town folks can't do, can't do anything about it. And it's he's, his property. And he's one of those um, um, arrogant asses who knows the law mm-hmm. right so mm. he's in like all the town meetings and he's streaming all of the town meetings on his laptop right on skype and stuff and every time they go and there's one guy who moved to this town it's the saddest story he moved to the town with his wife and his daughters because from washington right because one of his daughters was murdered in washington oh, right and so this this racist nice yeah this racist is going 
in the town hall meeting. You should have a word with him. Do you not think that maybe if he'd been a better dad, his daughter <gasps> wouldn't have been murdered? Wow. Ooh. It, 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 so whoever recommended that, it is it enough a good... Um, it, 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 it's a good film... It, it kind of all works out, but you're, there's there's a big question mark over the end as to where, to what is actually going to happen. The story kind of finishes, the film finishes oh. before the story does. But it was half good. I'll check that. I'm, I'm currently watching Line of Duty on Netflix. Now, what is like now? We just talk about it. Well, we just talk about telly. Why not? No one else is calling. It doesn't matter. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. That sounds very soldiery. No, it's um, uh, Spies? police drama. Police. police. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. So it's, it's the police policing the the police. If that makes oh sense. gosh! Well, they're all as bent as nine bob notes, well, aren't they? Well, I, I was watching because this has been a, a few years old now. They're on to third season, and I've only started the first series. But what's but watching the na, watching it now and th- what we know about Hillsborough, you start thinking, oh, hey, hang on, hang on a minute. You, have you seen um, you seen that slimy little toe rag, Kelvin McKenzie in the Sun? I, 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 I no longer buy the sun, I have to say. <laughs> oh, Kelvin's column! you seen this. Oh, yeah. It's flipping brilliant. Kelvin McKenzie. BBQ bunch, barbecue punch-ups, pedo ring folly, Hillsborough lies, time to end oh. cop cover-up factory. Um. Oh. On a balmy <laughs> summer's day, Northumbria's chief constable, Mike Crack... He's having a barbecue in his garden for friends when an uninvited chief superintendent bursts in and punches him for having a lengthy affair with his wife, Carolyn. <laughs> Again, goes on about covering it up. Many serving officers in Northumbria seem to know, including the copper, who put a black eye on the photo of Mr. Crack in one of its police stations. The cover-up was finally revealed last week in an industrial tribunal, but it's taken nine years to come out. He continues. Okay. He continues. So we move on to Hillsborough. Yes, please, Kelvin, let's. It has taken 27 years for a much more serious police cover-up to be revealed. Um, Superintendent David Duckenfield lied. Why didn't he say this on the day or after uh, the the tragedy? Um, I presume the officers who actually opened the gates knew it was a lie. Why didn't they say something? I fell for the lies, lock, stock and barrel. Oh. I, where does he get off? Become he keeps doing this whole thing about he's the victim in this. I can't understand that. It's isn't unbelievable. It? Isn't he's it? got no shame, has he? Is it's it, he's the victim in this. You're right. He doesn't say sorry for what no. he did. He doesn't say he doesn't say. Oh yeah, by the way, my reporter at the time who wrote the story um, didn't want to put the headline the truth. He said this is only what we've heard, and I overruled him and insisted it was the truth. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. by the way, when we knew six months ago that it was a lie, um, I was still making jokes about Hillsborough and Anfield. Yeah, Lord Hillsborough or yeah. like Lord. Cut, Kelvin uh, of Anfield. Anfield and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it say, yeah. Oh, 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 the police. I fell for the police lies. I'm Kelvin they, McKenzie. They, they lied to me and I didn't bother checking it. I thought I would go for it. Let's just, that must be it. Let's just print that down. What an absolute scumbag of a gentleman yeah, he is, isn't he? Absolute total. Yeah, I can't even say what he is. Oh, the only on line there. he's got in there I fell for the lies, lock, stock, and barrel. Boo-hoo. Boo hoo! Boo hoo hoo! Kelvin McKenzie, you you yeah. you printed those lies. You were a flipping journalist. You should have fact checked them. You should exactly. have fact checked them. It, oh, don't get me started. It's, it's, I'll get angry. The thing is, right? I'm not even. I, I, as I said, when 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 the you know the Hillsborough verdict came out, I don't even know that much about it. I'm not a sporting person. I know it transcended sport. I kind of missed it at the time. I, you know, I had very little awareness of the, the weight of it yeah. until it was the, the, the verdict came out. But even I can see that slimy, spineless scumbag has got to go. Hasn't the thing he? is, they were, right, despite how, what the how, police how, may or may not have told him, there were 
people there, there were witnesses at the time who were telling him to the contrary. How come their and word it, wasn't good enough? Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it, what gets me is the whole, they were adding, they, it wasn't just a lie that he, but he embellished other things as well, like the urinating on bodies and um, the, the taking the blood test of 10, 11 year old girls saying they were drunk. Yeah. It's just shocking. Anyway, John, did we get to the point of, we've not got to your point yet, Um, have we? I'm enjoying this tonight. What a nice way to start. Where do we find a good sandwich off the beaten track? (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? I can't remember now. It was that long ago. (laughs) Come, I've got a pen in the machine. Come round mine and I'll I'll whip you up any feeling you want. Sweet. (laughs) Um, The the other thing, I was just calling about um, hexes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I had a reverse one. I I used to have a lucky pair of socks. Oh, yeah. Right? And they worked. Until one of them got a hole in, yeah. and uh, I, I thought, oh, I'm still going to wear them, my lucky socks. I went down to my local pub, was chatting to the barmaid in my single day, um, and I was going really well. And all of a sudden, I knocked my drink over her, <gasps> and all over myself. Aye-ya. And and then and then every time I went out with those socks on, it just got worse. Something got worse and worse, and I just throw them away. Okay, unlucky. This is brilliant, John. Thank you. Excellent call. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Well, this takes us on too. Um, unlucky clothing, haunted clothing. Those those socks were haunted. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. And where where and when have you spilled a drink? I remember oh, um, a pub in Windsor. I think it's called the Royal Oak. We used to go there when I was sixteen, seventeen, guys. I don't mind admitting it. I was drinking underage. I don't condone it. And if my boys do it, I'm gonna um, shatter their kneecaps. But <clears throat> we went out drinking with some older um, older kids, Gino and another Ian, and Gwyneth was probably there. And um, I had a pint. A bitter, not the best, and I was an awkward 16, probably 17. I was an awkward, you know, gangly person, and I sent my pipe flying, and it tipped neatly upside down into a biker's motor crash <gasps> helmet oh, no. thing, and it was so, and it was so awkward, and I just, and fair play, like the bloke was really peed off, but he was all right about it. Good fella. And I just said, I. I'm so sorry. You're right. Uh, and it was the where, dear listener, have you spilled a drink? Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ah, it's British Sandwich Week. That's why BBC Local Radio is literally creaming <laughs> itself with salad what's, creaming. What's your favourite? Um, what's your favourite sandwich? Unusual combos. Unusual combos. Oh, we can do unusual combos, but um, not for sandwiches. Um, All right. In, uh, well, in 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 relationships. Okay. Um, really, really short woman, and a really, really tall man. The crankies. Boom! There we go. We're in with it. This is this. I mean, this is this stuff. And this, literally writes itself. And this oh, wait, is someone four, I love. So, so this isn't disrespectful, but I never really got the Victoria Wood breaks a friendo thing. Well, they didn't. They, they they split up. Yeah, sad. You know, uh, you, after know, a long I, time. you know, I've told you why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've told yeah. her why. Showbiz gossip. Um, uh, uh, and just just in case you're wondering um, uh, what the next hour will be in LBC, it's revenge porn. When have you? I th- here we go. This is here. I think if you allow yourself to have a picture of your private taken, you deserve everything you get. Yes, even if it makes you suicidal. And yes, culture is different. And if you allow someone to take a picture of your willy or your VJ, then yes, it should be it, it should be sent to your mother. What about if you tell the press that you're going to be in a field with now on with someone else's husband? Is that okay? <laughs> we'll have a listen to her after 11. Um...
Rats uh, leaving the sinking ship of LBC. Welcome to the uh, good ship of uh, Talk Radio. We it's, have cheese. We have cheese, and it's we've patched up all the holes. You're all welcome. I'm sure we've got. Um, I'm sure we've got room for you. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. The rules tonight are: um, if you've called in the last two weeks, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You can text in. That's great. But um, don't call in. So if you've called in the last two weeks, don't call in. If you call further away than that, or you've never called in, then do. Tonight's show is for you. And Jerry's called in. Good evening, Jerry. 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 Okay, Ed, do you want to call Jerry back? Thank you. I don't think they're there. I don't think. Um, he or she. I don't think they're there. But, I mean, you've got to feel sorry for Kelvin McKenzie, haven't um, you? Haven't you? Um, he's been carrying... He, he's not been on Twitter uh, since uh, two days before the verdict came out. Imagine that. He's not been on Twitter for two days since the verdict came out. I fell for the lies lock, stock and barrel. N well, <laughs> well, you could apologise. Um, you could not have a picture of you looking like a smug get at the top of your um, your column. Um, and you could not have bullied your um, uh, reporter who said, we can't put the headline, the truth, Kelvin, because we don't know it's the truth. This is just the, the um, accounts from some people. Put the truth. Put the truth. Let's 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 condemn these. And was it 97 that died? Let's condemn all these people that died and all of their horrible, scummy Scouse families. What a slime bag. Yes, I think we got Jerry back. Yes, Jerry. Hello, Mr. Lee. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Jerry. What you got for us, boss? Hello, uh, say Jordan and Gareth Gates. That was an unusual combination. Say that again. Oh, yeah. Jordan what? and Gareth Gates. Oh, well, yes. Remember that? Yeah, that was, um, she would have destroyed that poor boy. Well, apparently not. <laughs> well, but, but then, then I, um, I met Jordan years ago when she was just dropping the Jordan, becoming the Katie Price. And we didn't know what to call her. Yes, racing car she named after, aren't you? Eddie Jordan's racing car. She's named after a racing car? Is that car? right? Not the cereal. I'm surprised. No. Jordan's racing car. She was, she was, and she was a very nice young lady. My sisters met her when she was doing the planes. Yeah, and she said she was lovely. She was delight. I mean, filthy. and tiny, tiny, very tiny, very oh, tiny. Um, uh, it's all an optical illusion. Those page three models—they're mm. normal sized boobs, but tiny bodies. Oh right, okay. Um, and she was filthy, and I remember it was. In, I was presenting an award ceremony on ITV. Imagine me and Holly Willoughby presenting an awards show. For video games on ITV on a Saturday morning. Imagine that. Crikey. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, and Jordan was Jordan was one of the guest uh, 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 presenters. Simon Pegg. Because he didn't uh, have 3D TV in them days. Well, you uh, And um, boy, whatever happened to Holly Willoughby? Uh, her career went nowhere after that. <laughs> um, and um, Jordan came out, and there was a little break between filming, and um. She was hilarious. She was hilarious. She was, was absolutely I? hilarious. Very, I mean, filthy. We were out innuendoing each other, mm -hmm. um, in your endo, um, and um, yeah, it was good. My brother-in-law had a, a, an ironing board cover with her on, and when you ironed certain areas, they disappear. Oh, yes, Jerry. You know what? Those bits wore off. That's why you talk about coming further than Cambridge. You talk once you talk, but it's not going up north. Say that again, Jerry. But I can't hear very well. Take me parking. 
Parkinson's a bit bad. Oh, that's okay. No, don't, don't worry. I might, I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's my headphones. They, they, yeah. uh, they've got two yeah. sets of headphones here. That's the security button, just that's how you can see me. Okay. But don't worry about it. Well, are you alright? Yeah, fine. Do you want me to come up there and give you a slap or something? Would that help? Massage would be nice. Steady oh, on, fella. Are you going to yeah. keep your pants on? Well, do, 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 do. Whereabouts are you, did you say? She's from Stoke to Crew. She's thinking about no, it. No, just he's, he was saying that he wants your uh, your tour to go further up north. Well, the tour, um, yes, uh, the tour is kind of finished. He's referring, of course, to the um, the smash sellout success that was Ian Lee versus Radio. Um, yeah. I'm going to do. I, I, here's what I'm thinking, Jerry. I'm thinking I'm doing. Um, We've spoken before, haven't we, Jerry? Yeah, you sang up absolutely. Yeah, you did. Station. Yeah, I, re- I remember. I knew I, I knew I remembered you from somewhere. How's, how's, how's things going? You're right. I'm in a care room now. Yeah, I worry. Oh, really? I'm in a care room. Got an electric wheelchair. Got stuck in bramble bushes the other day. Flipping it. Just got stuck on the Parkinson's I remember you calling me, and it would have been about five or six years ago. I'm guessing. I'm guessing your Parkinson's has got considerably worse since then, has it? It's still with the. still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, y- your driving's gone, is it? With the with the old wheelchair. Driving, with the wheelchair. My mum's in an electric wheelchair. She's a flipping nightmare. I can have a race with her. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you you both go in different directions. I guarantee it. And you both she um, she keeps uh, keeps smashing into the wall. Anyway. Yeah, I just go to the A&E. Um, well, listen, I, th- I'm g- I might do one more show in London, and then there's going to be a CD coming out, Jerry. CD. There's going to be a CD coming out of it. OK, I'll buy that. All right, well, I... Can you call me? No, well, I'll tell you what, Jerry, I will sign it now. And I will, I will sign it, of course, would be my absolute pleasure. Take care, Ian. T- cheers, mate, nice to speak to you. Call bye. again soon, won't you, Jerry? Bye, gang. Ta-ta, bye. ta-ta, there we go. He used to... Uh, he's nice. He's nice, isn't he? I mean, he's nuts. Well... But he's nice. We're not choosy like he that. He used to, uh, yeah, he used to call me uh, on absolutely about five or six years ago. I remember Jerry very well. Isn't it? Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Catching up with uh, callers, and you'll know this because you've worked in radio for ages. Catching up with callers that you've not spoken to for years, and I mean, a lot of the people I've spoken to are you know, be dead now because a mm. lot of them are old, old people when I was at LBC. Um, and when when there are significant markers in their life, and for Jerry, it's the fact that his Parkinson's has got so bad, he's, he's uh, I think he said he was in a care home, mm. um, and he's in an electric wheelchair. And I remember he used to phone up, and sometimes he was all right, and sometimes he wasn't all right, you know. And it's just, um, what am I trying to say? Time, yeah. man, time. It's like the Guy Goma thing, 10 years ago. Nobody believed it was 10 years that Guy Goma, no. and time just flipping flies by. When I left the other place, um, a few callers rang up on the last day that I hadn't heard from for ages. And, you know, you kind of wonder now and again how they are and what happened to them and stuff. And one of them phoned up, Adelaide, Jamaican woman, and she had such a distinctive voice. And as soon as I heard her voice, I thought, oh, it's Adelaide. You know, I haven't heard from her for ages. And I must admit, I welled up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't expect to ever hear from her again. And she remembered. And she'd been listening all that time. Amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? And I do. I mean, the, the, a name, a name that two names that come up a lot, right? Indulge me for a second. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, if you want to give us a call, and um, uh, boy, boy, we've not had many calls tonight, but what excellent calls they've all been. So mm-hmm. this is well worth pursuing for another hour. Um, two names that come up with people asking me for call about whatever happened to callers. One of them is Verinda, who was a young girl who uh, used to phone up when I used to tease mercilessly. Uh, and I, I, we had a little Twitter exchange last week. She's all right. She's okay. She's alive and 
She might call in at some point. I don't think she fancies it. The other one is Andre. And um, Andre, oh, Andy was his real name. And um, he used to phone up about five, six years ago and was always drunk. And at the time, at the time, it was kind of a joke, right? Mm. We thought he was playing a character. Then he came in and thought, actually, he's, he's probably not playing a character. He's probably, he, I make up, he's either an excellent actor or he's got quite a serious uh issue with alcohol mm -hmm. and I would every now and then I'd, I'd he came in a couple of times three or four times actually we did a football match and he came and played in it and every now and then I take him to one side and I say look Andre I've got mates that have been through what you're through and there is an alternative you know and I kind of just said look this, this is a number for AA if you want to give it a call it's entirely up to you man I'm not making any judgments on your lifestyle at all and loads of people ask what happened to him and I haven't got a clue would you love to know I would love to know I would I would love to know now there were rumours, like the spotting of the Yeti or something. There were rumours that people had heard him calling Five Live like a year after I'd left. Yeah. Uh, and he was sober. But I never kind of read too much into that. Could be dead. You know, I, 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 I literally not got a clue what happened to that man. And there's 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 a part of me that feels a little bit bad... For, I didn't take the mickey out of him. Maybe I could have handled him as a, as a phone-in host, slightly as a, as a phone-in. Yeah, a but that's you. Thing. That's you growing up, and that's yeah. time. We did have another guy. We had another guy called Rob from Ponder's End, who was um, was like a, a massive stoner. Mm -hmm. And again, we indulged him and we laughed at some of his stories about how he was in a police station and he levitated and all this stuff. Blimey. And towards the end of my time, there, I said, Rob, do you know what, mate? I'm going to ask you not to call the show anymore because I'm really worried about your health and your mental state. And I'm worried that maybe you're doing too much drugs and maybe you're not well. Mm. And you know what he said? Oh, F off, you W. Wow. Slammed the phone down. I thought, well, I'll never have to move again. So there you go, you know. Right, listen, that's an hour down. That's not bad, is it? We're easing ourselves into the week. If you want to give us a call, now is an excellent time to do it while Kath goes and makes a cup of tea. Oh, nice hint. 0844-499-1000. This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We're the best thing on the radio at this time of night, I guarantee it. Talk Radio. Okay, so it's, it's a nice gentle start. We'll be talking about um, hexes. Uh, jinxed clothing, if you've ever had a jinx or a voodoo spell put on you. Um, it's uh, 10 years since Guy Goma. Have you, you ever been on television talking about Apple? It's a bit quite a niche one, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll think on that and I'll expand on it. Oh, and anything you want to call in about, you're just kind of sitting here, kind of ch chatting. Now is an excellent time to call. It's a bit quiet on the phone, so do give us a call. 0844 491000. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There you go, I'm playing the wrong... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I'm playing the wrong thing, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I thought you were going to sing along to that no, one. No, 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 no. Hang on a second, let's uh, do... Uh... Ah. Click, play, there we go, computer, you're on time, put you there, no, 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 don't mind, 
Don't worry, guys. Oh, I know why. Hang on. Hang on a minute, guys. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started. Wait, the Earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang. Since the dawn of man is really not that long as every galaxy was formed in less time than it takes to sing this song. A fraction of a second and the elements were made. The five that stood up straight, the dinosaurs all met their fate. They tried to leave, but they were late and they all died. They closed their asses off the oceans in Pangea. See a wooden Bonavia set in motion by the same Big Bang. It all started with the Big Bang. It's expanding ever outward but one day. the tea bang. so the bang so it's one of those shows tonight where it's kind of um in an attempt listen i know it's a new radio station and we have been really spoiled on this show by the way if you're watching on periscope you can't see kath i'll move the cameras in a bit uh yeah do you want to go and go and sit All on right. that one over there there we go that'll do it and um there um so it's a new we've been kind of spoiled on this show by we have brought a, a, a pre-packaged show with us already and that kath and i had worked together before and there was a bit of a foolery when we left the last place because we were stitched up. Um, and so we've had a bit of attention. So kind of we've brought a show along with us and we're getting lots of new people and that's wonderful. Um, uh, um, but I'm also aware that to the casual listener, and we've got new listeners tonight because that awful um, woman, Katie Hopkins, is on uh, LBC at the moment. We'll have a little uh, listen to that in a second. Um, and they'll be switching off in their droves, in their absolute droves, because... I like listening to people that I disagree with on the radio. I, I love it because it kind of makes me think. It makes me challenge why I think something. It makes me um, angry, and I like feeling angry sometimes, and it makes me feel self-righteous. But I also, I only like listening to those people when they're good presenters. And the thing is, right, she can have her obnoxious, dangerous, incredibly offensive, some might say dangerous views... But she's not a very good presenter, and that's the thing that does it. Let, well, let's, let, hang on, let's, let's be fair, let's be fair, let's have a, let's have a little listen I think to... she's got a better. Well, let, let's... something like that. If, as a mother, and I've got two daughters, they're 11 and mm -hmm. 10, yeah. so clearly I like to think this is before my time at the moment, that I've, this porn, is all to come. Revenge but porn. it really well, concerns me if that's what police are saying in response to this kind of, what I would call crime. A 15-year-old girl... And the message she's received is, something like this happens to you, your image is taken from... Actually, she makes quite a good point. Yeah. Um, but, um, anyway, so tonight, I'm kind of getting all, all, all tangled up in here. I'm getting messed up in blue to uh, quote a Dylan song title, I think. 
Tangled in Blue. Tangled up in blue, tangled in blue. One of the two. I don't like Dylan anyway. I think he's incredibly overrated. We're talking about him for then. And it's one of it's to my great detriment because I would imagine that rich body of work that you could just dive into if one liked Dylan. I like the album with um, Hurricane on. Here comes the story of a hurricane. It's about a, a, a boxer who. Um, Went to prison for I don't, I don't. I bought a Dylan album last year. Yeah. I might have another try. Which one? Can't remember. Maybe put the microphone in your mouth. Can't remember. Um, uh, and he did a good song about a sign on a on a chemist's window. But the rest, of, but it would be great to it would be great just to have. I mean, he's got so many albums, and then they they re-released like Blonde on Blonde, I think it was, but like a twenty disc version of it. Flipping heck! If that and if that were the Beach Boys or the Monkeys, I mean, the Monkeys gets exhaustively. Uh, um, uh, re-released I would dive in but I don't like Dylan I like the idea of Lennon, Dylan I love uh, and Lennon I love the film which I'm going to get you to watch Don't Look Back mm. his 1964 tour of the UK it's a brilliant film is that the one where Donovan tries to be his friend yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny and there's a weird bit right where he's done so Dylan's in this 0844 499 1000 Mike stay there I'll be with you in a second and um He's doing this tour of the UK. He's like playing these town halls and stuff like this. And he gets to meet the mayor, the mayoress, the lady mayor of this town. And she said, and I'm, there's a bit, and I've watched it so many times in various states of consciousness. And all of my friends, well, I remember it was a big thing at college. She goes, these are my three sons. This is Stephen, Stephen and Stephen. No. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure, and I've watched that a hundred times. That These are my three sons. This is Stephen, Stephen and Stephen. And there's a bit where him and Alan Price are being just such a-holes to this journalist, this young journalist. Just, you know, um, just want to, uh, just want to interview you, Bob. I don't know why, uh, I don't know what, 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 I don't know why you need to be so mean. And he's, imagine this, this, this journalist, he's like, he's writing for a student rag, oh. right? And he's gone backstage at one of the things. So it's Dylan, Alan Price, and all of Dylan's mates, right? And Dylan's at his cockiest, speeded, non, you know, just real, well, man, I don't want to answer your questions. Well, you know, Bob, I just, um, I just, I just want to, just want to ask you a few questions, Bob. There's no need to be so mean about it. Oh, it's horrible, but it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to watch, guys. It's brilliant. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. The point that I was making to you before Dylan sidetracked me is, if you've called in the last two weeks, not tonight, thank you. We'll speak later on. You're that week. journalist, and we're Bob Dylan. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, Mike. Oh yeah, you're all right. Hmm. I'm good. I've got a cup of Roybosch tea, and I'm going to be slurping it. I'm getting used to this. It smells like dishwater, but it's actually not bad. Is it's it? good. It's good. I'm, uh, we're off the caffeine here, um, uh, Mike. We're off the caffeine. I've been off it for about a year. Why would you do that? Because it's How like can you do that when you're staying up so late. It was driving me nuts. Mm. It was. Isn't Roybosch a bit licorice? Does it taste of licorice? No, tastes a bit like washing up water. Uh, why are you drinking? Washing up water, then. True, I could save myself some money. No, it's not. Yeah. I'm I'm off the caffeine because it's like um, it's, it's like it's like drugs, man. It's just it, 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 every time I've come off caffeine in the past, I've had a terrible headache and terrible mood mm -hmm. swings, uh, and I just kind of thought I don't want that in my body. Do you know what the decider was for me? Do you remember? I bought this super strong stuff because oh, we were, I mean, we were necking coffee like no tomorrow, um, you know, doing breakfast because it's just whatever keeps you going. Mm. And I ended up going stronger and stronger coffee. And I bought this one and it was in like a little metal canister, like it was nuclear reactive or yeah. something. Um, and I was drinking that like normal coffee. 
and then going home on a weekend and because I've got little kids I, you know I don't really get hot cups of anything you know not I, I hot might get cups half, of sick I might get half of it before I get you know drafted off to do something else so I wasn't drinking as much coffee and I ended up this is going to sound ridiculous but this is what happened Jeez. I ended up googling low mood I thought I might be slipping into a depression and do you know what it was withdrawal it was caffeine withdrawal coffee well I've given up the sugar oh and how's that feel fine I don't really notice a difference how does your sphincter feel I just it's funny you should say that tonight I had some chilli earlier oh dear so I can I tell you my bum can I tell you my bum worries well I think you're going to anyway I'm going to because I don't think this gets said enough right I'm going to say plenty by you I'm going to say something that's gross and it is disgusting Right, you think you've heard everything. You've not heard anything yet. I've Get heard this, quite Mike. a lot. Last night, Mike, oh, no. I went to bed quite early, right? Yeah. And I really needed to go for a number two, right? And I thought, yeah. do you know what? I'm too tired. I'll wait till morning. This is from like <gasps> you late... You can't nurse that. This is from like late afternoon, right? Until I'm nursing a bit. I, I, I thought, I can, I, can, I can wait until morning and I'll enjoy this yeah. in the morning. <laughs> All the more. What's what's the phrase? A pleasure denied is a pleasure doubled or something. Mm. And um, so they come morning time and I woke up in the night. I I thought, oh, I'm not going to get up in the night and do one. That's outrageous. So so the morning came and I thought, right. Now's the time. I'm going to enjoy this. And I sat on the toilet, Michael. Nothing happened. It's crawled back up. No, no, no. It hadn't crawled back up. It was there. Oh, I thought you'd reabsorbed it. No. Yeah, that's what happens. No. It had um, solidified <gasps> right by the exit portal. Oh, no. It hadn't crystallised, had it? Can that happen? No. Mummified not... by the sounds of it. Well, you know what I had to do to get it out. Oh, no. The mathematician's way. Yeah, I, I, I had to... To work it out with a pencil. I had to, I had to uh, have a route around. <gasps> Isn't that outrageous, Mike? Me. Did you not just coax it with a bit of toilet paper? Was it right up there? We've probably we've probably reached the zenith of this conversation. I bet Katie no, Hopkins isn't talking like this. To talk about was it vexes, curses, and if I had to get rid of them, you use salt. That's as far as my knowledge goes. Oh God! So hang on. So how would you how would a curse be gotten rid of by salt? Well, I was hoping you could fill in the blanks or people. I had to could, fill in the blank this morning. I get rid of a curse. It said salt. Um, I imagine some sort of circle. Well, you would draw if you wanted to keep a demon in. You draw a salt, a salt circle. That's a fact. Or out. Oh, well, you're yeah. out. Yes, yeah, so you stand within the salt yeah. circle, and they carry on their, their demonic. And what they'll try and do, Mike, is they will say, "Oh, they will transform themselves into." If you're like a heterosexual man, sexy woman. What what turns you on, Mike? That conversation about the poo, to be honest. Okay, well, in, ca- in that case, if if you're a coprophile, they will. <laughs> Turn themselves into feces. Or if you were a heterosexual gentleman who likes, say, you know, um, beautiful ladies, beautiful ladies, they Jordan. would t- the demons would turn themselves into into Jordan, and they'd be beckoning you. Might come out of the salt circle. Oh, I'm gonna kiss you all over. It's gonna be real sexy time. And then the second you stepped out of the salt circle, <coughs> they'd grab your hand, and then oh. they would turn into the demonic figure that they are, and uh, your soul would be theirs. I wish someone had written that to the people in Paranormal Activity movies. It could have saved a lot of bother. I went to see the first Paranormal Activity, right? Cause that it's was got... terrifying. No, it... only if you oh, only awful. if you're scared of doors moving an inch. 
have you not heard the story about Steven Spielberg? Spielberg and that. Steven, tell me the story about Steven Spielberg and that. So he took a copy of the movie back to his house. Yeah, of course he did. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Watched it, and then that door locked itself. And that door didn't even have a lock on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my chin. It's really itchy. Oh, Michael. What? Come on now. You don't believe well, that. No, no, honestly, use the internet. I don't know if you can say Google or you have to say search providers. You have to say Bing. You have to Bing it. You have to ask Jeeves. I, I, do you know what? I use Bing on my laptop. So I can't be bothered to change it to Google. Oh, for crying out loud. But Google it. That's a, right. I don't know if That's it's a, a fact, true is it? story, on, but so it's what? certainly in the realms of... Google, Knowledge. Steven Spielberg and that. Steven Spielberg. And that. What do you want me to type in? And paranormal... Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Paranormal activity. Right. Locked door. Okay. Locked oh, yeah. door. No lock. The haunted history of paranormal activity. Um, oh, hang on a second. Hang on. Is there a documentary on YouTube about hang on, it? Hang on a second. It hang could on, be tomorrow. Hang on a second. <laughs> hang on, here we go. Oh. Here we go. Steven Spielberg was certain his copy of Paranormal Activity was haunted. It was early 2008, and the director's DreamWorks studio was trying to decide whether it wanted to be a part of the micro-budgeted supernatural thriller. As the story goes, Spielberg had taken the Paranormal Activity DVD to his Pacific Palisades estate, and not long after he watched it, the door to his empty bedroom inexplicably locked from the inside, forcing him to summon a locksmith. <laughs> While Spielberg didn't want the paranormal activity disc anywhere near his home, he brought the movie back to DreamWorks in a garbage bag. <laughs> um, and then it goes on to... It doesn't say that there wasn't a lock, because if he'd called the locksmith and say, there's nothing I can do here, there is no lock. There is, there is no lock. This, this to Smith. door. You've not been watching scary movies, have you, Stephen? Yeah, I've been watching paranormal... Oh, that'll be it. We've had, we've had a load of them out then. Mike, thank you for that. No worries. Ta-ta, ta-ta. Um, oh, wait, 44. 499-1000. You know who this is? Dylan. Yep. Dylan's Christmas song. Must be Santa. That one. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes round on special nights? Santa comes round on special nights. Jim, who's reminded me of that, um, uh, who's reminded me of that, and I wish, because that's obviously funny, that's, that's him having a sense of humour, mm. um, but, um, well, I don't, I don't know, oh wait, 444-499-1000 is the telephone number, it's slow on the calls tonight, but that's, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, um, do we know when Danny Baker's coming on yet? No, but okay. he will, I'm sure. Charlie Brooker? No, but he will, I'm sure. Slackers. Both of them are, um, they'll send an email now and again, and then I'll send it back straight away, and then it'll be a long pause. I get the impression that those men are living a charmed life. Oh, yeah. Where, um, emails aren't as pressing to them as they are to us. And if you follow Danny, you'll know that from about half past six, the fez is on. Yeah. 
and the wine is flowing. Yeah. And I don't hate him for it. I do. Um, it would be nice, wouldn't it, to be able to get drunk every night? No, hang on. No, no, no. It would be a terrible thing. I, I'll get you a fez if you want. <laughs> got one. 844 499 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. A lot of new listeners tonight, welcome. You're wondering, what is this rambling mess? So it's me, Ian Lee, Catherine is there, Edith's mm -hmm. through there, and we're just kind of, you know, we're just kind of chatting and seeing, um, oh, the most, I, can, the, I, I want to talk about this, but I don't really know how to talk about it, go so on. I'm just going to talk about it. Go on. The, the, the most amazing story in the news today, right, and this is a horrible story. I mean, this is actually a proper, proper horrible story story no jokes or anything like that in fact me playing the full guy music is probably um inappropriate probably a little bit inappropriate the story about that murder where the young lady was murdered in 1984 oh gosh and they only arrested the fellow last year and you know how they did it they dna'd his daughter for something completely not connected and they went oh this this is really really close to the dna from that murder case from 1984 of that young teenage girl in Bath, like horrible murder and rape, horrible thing. Um, so they went and like DNA'd the rest of this woman's family, and it was like the, it was the dad, right? And what I mean, just the it's just the saddest story. But you know what really got me thinking? He's had he's had 32 those 32 years. I'm trying to phrase this that doesn't sound insensitive. I don't think I can, so I'm just going to go straight in there. Those 32 years must have been bloody hard work for him. Mm. Mustn't they? Carrying that around. Carrying that around. Unless he's a psychopath and doesn't care. Why? Um, yeah, but even... Well, yeah, okay, and, and, unless, he, unless he doesn't care. But you just think in that 32 years, he moved from Bath to Bristol, yeah. met his wife... Got married. You might, and I just kept picturing Had him. Had daughters. I kept picturing him. And his wedding day, you know, having the wedding pictures taken, think, did it did it pop up in his mind at any point during the wedding? Oh, oh I wish I'd done that. The thing that, I mean, I just mentioned it then, the thing that surely must have got to him is when he became a father of a daughter. And what has he done? Maybe he's done stuff. In those 32 years, to try and, um, you know, appease the, the, the sin that he's committed. Maybe he went to confession. Maybe he donated money to, you know, victims of rape. I mean, do you know what I mean? Maybe, but, I mean, I, this guy fascinates me is what mm. I'm trying to say. I would love to know what the hell he's been up to for the last 32 years. How he um, justified it. And did he wake up in the night sweating, you know with his kid, his girl sleeping in the bed next door and he's sleeping next to his wife thinking, oh, bloody hell. Oh, because we've all, we've all done stuff in the past that we're not proud of, you know, of varying degrees, one degree and another. There's a brilliant Woody Allen film when he could still make films and um, it's got um, Martin Landau in it from Space 1999 and I think, I can't remember what the film is. Someone will tell me on Twitter because they're good like that. <coughs> And I think he's, if I remember it correctly, I've not seen it for years, he's married and he has an affair with like a lap dancer or something. And he's, he's like a politician and she's going to expose him. So he, he either murders her or he pays for someone to murder her. And he, um, he might, he might get Alan Alders to kill her. I don't know. And, um, 
as the murder's taking place, he's trying to phone up the killer, going, you've got to stop it, I can't do it. And then, like, the days after the murder, he's like, oh, my God, well, I, can't, I, can't, I can't carry this guilt, I've got to confess, I've got to confess. Mm-hmm. And the murderer's going, you confess, I get in trouble. Suck it down and deal with it, right? And then it cuts to him, like, two years later, and he's talking to the camera, and he says, you know, after um, the murder, I was in a terrible state, but it's really funny what time can allow you to get over. And I think I did the right thing. Wow. Uh, and it, what what film is that, Twitter? Someone on Twitter, to, at Ian Lee, tell me what that film is. Because it enough... Uh, it enough Crimes and Misdemeanours, thank you very much indeed. And I think I've, I've... I've not seen that film for about 20 years. I think I've kind of got the, 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 the plot kind of loosely right. 0844 Um And it, it, I, I remember seeing that I guess, well, maybe I was like 15, 20, I don't know how old I was. And that scene really stuck with me as just being so cold. And it's it's reminded me of this guy, of this 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 guy. I don't know anything about him. I don't know very little about the story because I was driving every time I heard it. I've not had time to kind of look into it. And I might do tomorrow. It's a bit macabre, but I might do tomorrow. I just want to know... What, how you carry on? How did he carry on for 32 years? What must his daughter think? What must his wife think? When, well, when that's the, not the man they know, is it? The, when the police came and arrested him, did they go, no, 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 you got, it's my dad, you've got the wrong... Don't worry, Dad, go and they'll sort this all out. And he must have been in the back of the police car, terrified, because he's thinking, this is it, Mike, the world I have created has come collapsing around my ears. Either that or you live every day waiting for the knock to come. But you couldn't live like that. I don't think you could live like that. The stress, the stress would kill you again. Like you, unless you say you're completely detached from the incident. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give a score, it just um, and the the mum of the girl that got murdered was saying about when she went to the first court hearing, and she realised that this guy's husband, uh, this guy's wife and daughter, were sat right behind her and um what is, I, there's just so many different I, I, I don't know what i'm trying to, i'm not trying to say anything i'm just i'm just trying to thrash it there are so many different emotions all involved in that whole thing and so many different parts but the the, the one that really fascinates me is the guy that did it and mm. how you know how quickly did he stop panicking and stop checking over his shoulder and stop thinking oh the police are going to get me anytime now or and got on with his life mm. i don't know it's it's a nut story it's an incredible story and you know a, a, a triumph of um uh technology over um well dodge pots and, mm. and uh, nutters really i didn't think the dna technology was that good in the 80s i think well they stay it was all i think it was not as sophisticated now but they they had it and they, they did a really thorough search it, it was an incredible story i was listening to it on radio four actually oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way if you want to call in um and at the time they because it was in Bath, I think. And um, Bath's not massive. So they were able to check. They checked all of the hotels. They checked. They DNA'd everybody that, that lived in Bath. I think. I don't know if that's possible to to to, to all that. Um, someone's just, just periscoped. Their dad was arrested for being the Yorkshire Ripper and spent the night in a cell. There were quite mm. a few blokes that were, uh, were arrested. Yeah. And the Yorkshire Ripper was questioned, wasn't he, more than once. They didn't have a, cross, they didn't have a way of um, cross-referencing the interviews, though. That's one of the cases that brought the whole, um, like, com- not computer, but they used to use cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't Rolodex. mark. But they didn't mark on them when they'd been seen. I told you who had who, um, who made a cup of tea for the Yorkshire Ripper once, didn't I? Savile. No, Vic Reeves. 
Oh, yes. Vic Reeves. I was reading the book about the Yorkshire Ripper, uh, and I was doing something with Vic Reeves, and, and Vic went, oh, I'm Yorkshire Ripper. I went, yeah, see, I made him a cup of tea once. And I thought he was doing a little riff, a weird riff. And I said, really? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was a tea boy. Uh, he was a delivery driver, I think, the Yorkshire Ripper. Mm. And he was a tea boy at one of those places, and, and he, he, he made him a cup of tea. And then he told me that he'd... Um, is it Dennis Nielsen was in Muswell Hill? He was the guy that used to murder yeah. gay young gay men in his flat in Muswell Hill. I think it was Dennis Nielsen. And he said, and, he, and, and Vic Reeves said, oh, yeah, and I got um, chatted up by Dennis Nielsen once. Blimey. And it weird? And you know who found one of the murder victims of the Yorkshire Ripper and was questioned? That was Savile. No! It was... But he was questioned, wasn't he, at one point? I think he was. Yeah. It was, um... I can't remember the character he played, Bruce Jones. Who oh, pl- Les Battersby. Les Battersby. Les Battersby. And he often says... I don't know if he said... I think he said this once, often. That that's... Because he's, he's had a problem with booze. That that mm. was... That, that was just such a traumatic thing, finding one of the victims. God, like, a yeah. hundred yards from his house or something. Don't bear thinking about, does it? Mm. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ollie, stay there. We'll come to you after this. <laughs> What happened to Ollie? He's disappeared. He um, tried calling him back and scared off. Call, keep, keep, keep calling him. Keep calling him. Keep calling him. Let's get, let's get that. Um, we haven't had an Ollie, have we? We haven't had an Ollie. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Catherine here is, is here as well. And um, it's uh, Monday, and we're just kind of just sitting here talking. And there's not many calls tonight, and that's that's fine. I can do that. We've made it slightly difficult for ourselves by saying if you've called in the last two weeks, don't call tonight. That's fine. After midnight, that changes, and we do the calls. Um, Straight to air. So, um, Ollie, what's your what's your beef, Ollie? Why why have you uh, put the phone down? Yeah, he's, he's bottled it. He's bottled it. He's bottled it. Um, well, but let's let's have a little recap of where we've been so far. We've talked about murderers. Mm-hmm. Guy Goma. Guy Goma. Tenth anniversary. Happy tenth anniversary, Guy Goma. Uh, we're also, and I can't remember why, but it doesn't matter. Uh, hexes, curses, and voodoo. If they've ever been put on you, mm-hmm. um, if you've ever, if you've ever cast a black magic you've worked out what this is isn't you if you've ever cast a black magic spell we used to do it all the time at school i remember mm. once mr. we had this this deputy head teacher mr dunn very devout christian very devout and he once spotted a group of us outside and he came over and questioned us as to what we were doing right and um then he did an assembly about it Right, about black magic and stuff and how it was bad. Do you know what we were doing? Were you levitating each other? Hacky sack. What? We were doing hacky sack. Do you remember hacky sack? Like you a beanbag? Like a little little beanbag. We were playing hacky sack, yeah. What was black magic about I that? don't know. I remember once I got called in to see him because we had to... Um, so these, you know, these stupid things you have to... You have to write things at school, right, about what you like doing and stuff. I don't flip it, no. Jog on, I need a business. <laughs> I remember in the fourth year... We were going through our um, uh, Alistair Crowley, Dennis Wheatley period. and You uh, say that like everyone has that. I don't think... I I've... think boys do. I think boys... So we, we, we were about, like, 14. Yeah, all boys are into black magic and stuff like that. Mate, it's all into video games now. And, um... Like, hobbies. Computer games, reading, and black magic. We put that <laughs> down, put that down. I remember uh, me and Malcolm Richmond got called into his office separately. Because he was worried about the video games. He, no... <laughs> He, he he was he was not happy. Gosh! And he said, "What do you mean, black magic?" I said, "Well, he got a Ouija board." He was he was furious. Blimey! It was that dude mustn't mess with all this all this stuff and we it don't it don't work, guys. Here's the thing, right? Black magic it don't work. It don't work because if it worked, right, we'd all have 
hot girlfriend. We'd all be going out with um, um, Pixie Lot, and we'd all be millionaires, and we'd never grow old. That's what black magic is for, right? And it don't work. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Um, we used to do that thing where you can levitate another girl by putting just one finger where each. So I was doing this morning again. Above the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That does that actually work? Yeah, because you you do it right before you do the incantation, which yeah. was ridiculous, and you try and just lift them up, and it's hard. And then you do this thing where everyone sort of sits in a circle and does this kind of funny rhyme, and then you know with one finger each and each sort of caught under her shoulders and yeah. under her ribs and stuff, lifted up. Wow. Wow. Magical. It was like the craft. I don't know what that. I don't get the reference. Well, because you're not a girl. Keith um, says, yes, Dennis Nilsson was in Cranley Gardens. That's uh, not Muswell Hill, of course. That's, um, that's Arnos Grove. Um, or maybe it was. No, Cranley Gardens is Muswell Hill. I'm getting confused with my, my north and northwest London murderers. Also, me and my dad caught the Camden Bimbag murderer. I remember, I remember that guy. Now someone's telling me Alistair Crowley was George W. Bush's granddad. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on with this world? Oh... I'm starting to buy into these conspiracy theories. Speaking of which, when is Ike coming on? Well, I sent him a message back and said, oh, it's a shame he couldn't come on yeah. those two times when we'd arranged and he said yeah. he would. But maybe we can do it again in the future. And um, when's good for you? Yeah. Silence. Well, send it again. Silence. Send it again. Okay. I'll send him a message. Okay. Thing is, the thing is, he thinks we're going to um, tear him apart. But uh, Well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he didn't like the 11 o'clock show or Rise. It's distinctly possible. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's got some, something going on. I just want to have a chat with him, isn't it? Yeah. Really? 0844-499-1000. I think that's probably all the phone calls we're going to get tonight, which is fine. I can work around... I can work around that. That's what I get paid for, basically. I'm watching another documentary at the moment. I'm into my documentary. So we've had... We've had... Um... Um... We Are Twisted Flipping Sister. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I don't like Twisted Sister's music, but I enjoyed it. Do you know who discovered Twisted Sister in this country, made them big in this country? And when he popped in the documentary, it was like, oh, blimey, he wears long sleeves. I think for a similar reason Dolly Parton does. All right, hang on, let me have a think then. Gary Bushell. Gary Bushell. You know who Gary Bushell is? Yeah. Yeah, he discovered Twisted Sister. But the long sleeve thing, is that true? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, They'll yeah. be like proper sailor ones, though, won't they? No, they were... Um, Really? I believe so, yes. Um, so I watched that, and I watched... Um, um, what was all I said I watched the other week that was good? My memory's just... just I, I can't remember what I was doing Saturday. Uh, what was the one I said I watched the other week? Oh, flipping out. We started the whole show with it on Friday. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, what film did I watch? So Welcome to Leith was the one I watched this weekend. Yeah, that's that's down. We know what was that. the one that I watched? God, I can't even think. My brain is literally... Oh, Team I Fox know, Catcher. I know. Thank yes. you. Team Foxcatcher. Thank you very much. Wrestling. And now um, I'm watching a documentary about a kid. Kid. He's in his 20s who um, is being hounded by the FBI for he's a computer hacker. Right. And um, it's a little bit dry, this one, but Ash, who's on before, Johnny and Ash before, said, uh, you stick with it, because it gets... Well, you stick with it? Oh, kid, it gets good. It's like, oh, yeah, right, wicked, I'll have some of that. Ooh. But I think I've, I think 
I have soaked up all of the um, Netflix documentaries that mm. are there. I think, Maybe I you think... should have a break and watch something else. Why don't you watch some... Um... Oh, there's no, I don't like the films and the programmes on there. They're rubbish. I'm going to count... I, ah, it's May. I get to cancel Amazon Prime this month. Beautiful. That'll learn them. That'll teach them. I need to do that. Cancel it. Well, the thing is, you can't cancel it until the end of the year is up, and you've got mm. to do it because they do a sneaky renewal. So you just got to get in there and cancel it before, on the day of um, uh, renewingtons. Oh, here comes Ollie. Look, 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 look at this. Where's he been? Put him through, Ed. Don't, Ed. don't talk to him, mate. I'm the one who's struggling here. Flipping <laughs> heck. Yes, Ollie. How you doing? Is that where, you? where the hell have you been? How you doing, me old mucker? I'm good. Where have you been? I've been trying... You've not been phoning me back. Yes, we... to answer, Nick. Hey. We've been phoning you back. How's things? It could be better. How's things with you? Good. Good. I've just been having a long, lengthy discussion with my brother and a friend of mine in regards to uh, uh, a mountain on Mars. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just don't believe in it, you know? I don't believe they, they tell me how high it is. How, how, how can I... you work it out when it's in space? We watched a film last night called yes. The Martian. Yes. And it takes four years to get to Mars. Yes. And um, they're telling me, it was all in, so I've joined the gym recently. What? And I've been watching my steps on my iPhone. And I said last night that I've nearly climbed as high as Mount Everest walking yesterday. And they started bringing up in conversation that there's a mountain on Mars that's three times the height of Everest. Yes. You know, and c- could I walk that? But I don't... How, how does anybody know that there's a mountain that high on well, Mars? Well, first of all, you, 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 you've you not walked the height of... Well, you might have walked the if you were to lie Everest down on its side, but it, obviously it'll be harder because you're going up a mountain. Mm-hmm. I agree, you, I agree. You, you appreciate that. I do, totally. I just... We started Googling the feet of different things, you know? The feet? And, yeah, how how, how high things are. Oh, or right. how the height. things are. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, um, I just... I just... It's a, it's a little... You know, no one knows the height, do well, they? Well, th- but you know there is a vehicle on Mars at the moment. Well, they say there's a vehicle uh, well, on Mars. That, well, hang they on a second. They went to the moon. Yes, well, someone well, did. I don't believe him. Right. Well, that now, well, now you're 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 entering the realms of the conspiracy theorist. Um, sort of. Well, I just, no, I just don't believe him. Well, you know, it's, I like fact. Well, the fact is, <laughs> we went to the moon. Well, you think the fact you went to the moon? See, we're entering the realm of conspiracy theory. Sort of. Well, no, no. There's no. There's no sort of about it. We are. Well, I don't know. I just. I, you know. What I mean. I just. This film, The Martian, they told me it was a that's documentary not, that, about oh, Mars. That's not a documentary. They told me it was. It's got Matt Damon in it. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got a lot of money. He's not an astrophysicist, he is he? Doesn't he grow? No, this he is this is it all. It all links up. Doesn't he grow potatoes out of his own poo? Who? Of course he does. Yeah, Matt Damon. Have you not is, done that? Uh, I've, I've. He has trouble getting it out. I had to work it out with pencil. potatoes in it. Um, uh, I don't know about the, mount- the mountain on Mars, but you know there's a face on Mars. Whose face? Well, that's the question, isn't it? But there is a human face. If looked at, if it you could, look, at- it could be Matt Damon, couldn't it? Could it, be. It Some could be, say Ollie. it'd be a sphinx, Ollie. Well, I'm just. I'm not. I'm, I'm one of these people. Yes. I like. You know, if I know it's fact, it's fact. What do and you g- give me? A, me- give me a fact that you know. Give me a fact that I know. No, you give well, me one that fact. you... I know, I, I know that Mount Everest is 29,026 feet. How have you measured it? 
Oh, yeah, I personally, I use an eight-metre Stanley. Right, OK. Thank you for calling, Ollie. Cheers. Ta-ta. I mean, wow. Uh, <laughs> 844 499 Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Radio. We have ways of making you talk. For some, for some, well, because of the story today, we're, we're talking about murderers and, 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 and things like that. All that music would have been playing all the way through the ads. Good. I've had an email. I'm going to keep the email anonymous, okay? Go on. Right, I'm assuming I can read this out, anonymous emailer, who's with the subject heading serial killers. I'm assuming I can read this out um, without mentioning your name. I'm going to read it out without mentioning your name, okay? And I'd love to know so much more about this person. Hi, Ian. I met Peter Sutcliffe and the Camden Ripper last year. Sutcliffe was quiet and polite, and Anthony Hardy, the Camden Ripper, tried to stare me down. He was a knob. <laughs> and, and then they go into a little bit more detail, uh, which makes me think that that is quite probably a genuine email. Mm. What a strange, strange, strange... Um... You know, um, I, was, I, was cons- I was doing this kind of... When I had some time on my hand over Christmas, um, or after Christmas... I was doing this documentary about... Oh, wait, 444991000, by the way, if you want to give us a call. Uh, I was, was kind of doing this radio documentary that would never have got played anywhere. Although I think if Radio 4 had some balls, it might do. Um, about Gary Glitter fans, mm. right? And I won't go into... I, 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 I will do it one day. I, it's just... It's, I, I just. Are you going to say what the premise was or not? If uh, someone nicks it? No, I'm not going to say. Good. But, um, and I will do it. I've, got some, I've recorded some really good stuff, and I just it's just an editing nightmare. I'm not very good at structure in a story anyway <clears throat> um i wrote to glitter to gad in court uh, in uh, in prison mm. um someone gave me his the prison he was in and um his prisoner number and um and i wrote here we go <laughs> is this just fantasy i wrote to him and I dra- it, it took me about three or four drafts of the letter, and I sent it to my mate Scott to um, to check it out to make sure that it wasn't too that it wasn't forgiving. Mm. You know, I, I wanted him to reply. So you got Scott to check that? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yes, I, 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 he, he told me to tone it down a little bit because it was a little bit. As he said, there's no way he's going to reply to that, so I turned it down a bit. Um, and I posted a letter to to Gad, and I have never wanted someone to not reply to a letter more than when I post and I, and I post it I thought he's got my address now and I mean, I mean you know great scheme of things I'm sure it's absolutely absolutely fine but he still you know he signed he writes to something he writes to his fans and stuff he he contacts his fans and I I, I wonder for, whether I might have had better luck well yes yeah, possibly and um for, for for researching this this documentary I um uh, my Facebook feed now. I joined a load of Gary Glitter pages and stuff, and got to talk, talking to some of the people on there. And the people that are on there, generally, generally, apart from one guy who's a utter, to quote the uh, person who sent this email, knob. Sent me, I sent me the most horrendous picture I've ever seen in my life. I'm not even going to describe it. It was so horrendous. He sent me. He, well, he sent me. A, he sent. He sent me one picture. Oh, it was so upsetting, Kath. It was horrible. He sent me this one picture of this album cover a band had done. And the album was called Gary Glitter's Corpse. Oh, God. So you can imagine what the picture was. Right, it was it was horrible. And I thought, I'm going to... Let me look into this... What did he send you that for? A bit of fun? He, he was... He thought I was going to stitch up Gary Glitter fans and make them all out to be nonces, and that wasn't well the intention enough. at all. 
Um, and so he said, well, you should, instead of having a go at Gary Glitter, you should check this band out. You have a go at them. I said, well, that's not really what I'm doing. But then I went and looked at this band's Facebook page. I'm not going to describe the image I saw, because even now, thinking about it is actually making me nauseous and upset, right? Mm. They, on Facebook, they do this thing, and I've never seen it before, where if the picture... I thought this, this wouldn't have been allowed on there, but there were some pictures that said, this picture is, um, like, adult content or upsetting content or something. Only click on it if you want to see it. And I clicked on it. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I've never seen such an upsetting image in my life. It was the... And everyone's going, oh, what was it? What, what, what was it? Was it? I'm not going to describe it because um, it's one of those things. I saw it. I stared at it for two seconds. And I, then I went off the page thinking that would erase it from my memory. Mm. Of course, it didn't. It only ingrained in my memory even more. Um, and I'm not going to describe what the image was because there will be people listening who will find it... It's upsetting. Or maybe... No, they were... Oh, God. Anyway, it was, it was horrible. Oh, it, it was. It was. Oh, flipping it! And I didn't think you could put that stuff on Facebook. Do you not report it? Oh, it involved going back and looking at it. I didn't. I didn't want to. Didn't want to do that. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Iona. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. It's, it's quiet on the phone today, but I don't mind because it means me and Kath get to have a chat. It's very nice. It's very nice listening to you chatting. Thank you very yeah. much. I know what you got for us. Um, well, you were talking about being cursed. Yes. And um, I had a weird experience where I um, was cursed uh, when I was working in a pub. Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd kind of call you up. Yeah, go on. What, 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 hang on a minute. This is what not... did you do to deserve this hexage? Hang on a minute. This is well, not... it wasn't specifically me. It was kind of the building generally, but it was me a bit. Oh, hang on. <laughs> what did you, what, what happened, Iona? Tell us the story. So, 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 it was just a normal day. Yeah. And, uh, it, oh, I'm so happy that the spooky music's on. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, of course. That, that's made my day. Um, so th- these two guys came into the pub and they had, in my opinion, been probably smoking something a little unusual. Yeah, yeah. Jazz fags. Um, was, yeah. yeah, something like that. Magic cigarettes. Um, exactly. Yeah, that was, that was fine. You know, they weren't causing any problem. And um, they were sat at the back, and then they one of them brought out these kind of glow-in-the-dark juggling balls. Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, and started kind of doing this juggling. And again, I thought, well, you know, that's kind of all right. It was entertaining. And um, everything was going okay until one of them wandered around the pub and went over to this table where people were eating food and took a sausage off of the plate of one of the diners. That's just bang out of order. It was it was banger out of order. Oh god, I did a joke. Um, yeah, and and just sort of started eating it, just standing there as if everything was fine. Um, and then and this was a, sorry, this was a ghost that was eating a sausage. No, no, this was just a very strange gentleman. Okay, okay. Very strange. I wish it was a ghost. That would have been even better. Uh, but then I, I kind of had to approach him and, and ask him to politely leave. At which point he kind of started addressing everybody in the building by the front door doing some very grand hand gestures and, yes. and took a good five minutes or so to put various curses onto the building uh, before he left. And what, 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 how, I wouldn't even know where to start putting a curse on a building, Erna. What did he, what was he saying? Well, he was, I think, trying to talk in, in some sort of tongue. Um, right. But I'm not sure he knew really what he was saying. 
because he was fairly spaced out. Um, yeah, and, and generally just cursing anyone who came vaguely near him. And how did this curse, Ina, how did it impact on your life? Oh, it's just been dreadful. It's <laughs> <laughs> had a horrible... Don't cry, time. don't cry, it's all right, you can tell yeah, us. It's quite, it's quite emotional, actually, yeah. It's had um, no impact did it, whatsoever, Did it sour it? your milk? <laughs> did it sour your milk? It, it, it Actually, it creeped me out for a few minutes, because he was pretty bizarre, and I thought maybe, you know, for, for a little split second, the doubt kind of flickers in your mind and think. Maybe there is something weird going on. Yeah. But then I realised everything was yeah, just rubbish. He was just a wally. He was just a massive wally, yeah. And a sausage thief, which none of and us I like. Thought, that was just the... Oh, I couldn't believe it when he did that. I couldn't believe it. You know, it, it wasn't does, even a bit of a sausage. It was a whole sausage. It's just that had whole. the person... Here's the thing. Had the person left the sausage... On the plate, because no. I often no. think when I'm in when I'm in a greasy spoon, no, no, never in any other restaurant, but when I'm in a greasy spoon and someone leaves like a slice of, t- in fact, I've done it in front of you, haven't I, Kath? Um, in Prizzy's, I we used to where we used to go. Um, someone left um, a round of toast, and they, I, I thought, well, I'm not letting yeah, that but go it wasn't to waste. On their plate, it was on a side plate, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, I, I, I would I would always have Kelly's left over. You, you don't mind. You don't want to waste it. I, Ke- Kelly would always leave leave food, and I, and I would I would tuck straight into her eggs. Delicious. Delicious. No, this fella literally just reached reached in front of someone and just swiped the sausage off the plate. Oh, that oh, bang that's... out of order. Bang out of order. Yeah. I wanna, listen, thank you very much. That I appreciate you calling in. 0844-499-1000. Last three minutes of this hour. Uh, and then afterwards we'll take straight to air. And anyone can call in with straight to air. And I hope you don't mind indulging me. And we're, we're going to do this for the rest of May. We're going to make it tough. We're going to do this for the rest of May. Every Monday... Um, we will, uh, if you've called in the last two weeks, then give it... Have a break. Have a little break. And, it, uh, you know, it means we have to work a bit harder. Maybe we'll get a guest for next Monday. Um, the thing is, you know it'll keep. Whatever you wanted to talk about yes. today, you can talk about tomorrow. Hey, we had a good day at the... Um, uh, I meant This is what the whole show is meant to be about. The weekend, I had the boys on, on Saturday, my two boys. Uh, we went... Oh, we went swimming. We got to, and we got to the leisure pool two minutes before it opened so there was a bit of a queue but when we got in boom there, was, it was kind, there weren't that many people there <gasps> it would have got packed a bit later it was, mm. it was a nice day so everyone was, was out and we were like ah sensible so we went to the leisure pool and we went down my youngest goes on the on the water slide now which was he, he owns it me. now doesn't he but it, well the eldest owns it the youngest went had to go down with me but that was fun and then we went and played in the park <clears throat> and then we went and had the most fun because I was thinking oh, I could take, there's nothing on the pictures, but it's a nice day. Yeah, shame to sit indoors, isn't it? Yeah, so we went out to, um, like, the woods. We went to the woods, and we took a picnic. We stopped off at Tesco and bought some sandwiches and some crisps and some uh, olives, because the youngest likes that. Wow. And some bits and pieces. And we, then we went and collected the dog, and we went over to, the um, like, the woods. And there's, like, a big field. We were there for about two and a half, three hours, right? And there are these two little streams. And I say little, I mean literally, they, they you know, in one of them they cover your feet, the other one it co- goes up to the boy's knees. But they're, I mean, they're two foot wide, if that. And there's these little bridges. Um, and we they went and played in the stream for an hour and a half. And it was, br- and I, I showed you the pictures. It was, it was brilliant. And all these people were coming past walking their dogs. And the boys had stripped down to their, you know, they rolled their trousers up and they're taking their tops off and stuff. And taking their shoes and socks off, and everyone's going. Oh, you don't see that very often. Oh, you don't see that anymore these days. And I thought you, I don't want to be all Daily Mail and stuff, but you, I, I, I go and walk the dog over there all the time, right? And I never see little kiddies playing in the, 
in the stream. And they were covering themselves with mud. They didn't want to put sun cream on, and so they put mud all over their bodies. And they looked an absolute man. They were throwing clay around, and they were making... They were doing what little boys used to do yeah, in, they were in make, the olden times. they were making little clay pots and stuff like that. And there were no fish in there. It's like a tiny little shallow little thing. And, um... And I just thought, isn't this... Well, I don't know. Maybe people do do it. And it's kind of one of those things that we've, we've got into our head that people don't do anymore. Anyway, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Listen, we're coming to the end of the second hour. This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Catherine, go and try and salvage a podcast out of this nonsense if you can. Uh, don't call for a few minutes, guys. The way the next hour works is slightly different. If you're a new caller, it's a slightly different way of... Uh, a new listener, slightly different way of doing things. Store this phone number, though. You will need it. 0844... Four nine nine one thousand. I'll tell you what happens after we have a little bit of this. Talk radio. Okay, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. For the next hour of the show, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to talk. I'm going to look through the papers. Kath has gone off, so it's me and you guys. It's just me and you. Uh, calls straight to air. You won't speak to Ed. You won't speak to Catherine. You will bypass that system completely. You'll phone up. I'll see you flashing on the screen. I'll touch the screen. You can. You come on the air. It's as simple as that. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. Anyone is welcome to play. Across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, this is Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. Things are a little bit different for the last hour of the show. Uh, by the way, for the new listeners, there is a Best Of podcast. That is where Catherine has gone. She's going to make a podcast and straight after the show it will be up on iTunes and Podbean and all of your uh, usual podcast providers. But for the next hour of the show, I sit here, I talk about stuff in the papers and stuff that's going on, um, and you can call in and you can talk about that stuff or anything you want, or you can make funny noises down the phone, you can have a go at me, you can tell me you think the show's rubbish, you can play audios, you can play the telly, you can do whatever you want, really. Um, 0844... 499-1000. Seven pence a minute, plus access charge, significantly more from mobiles. 0844-499-1000. If you don't want to call, and you know, it's a warm evening, and it's interesting how um, changes in the weather have an effect on phony shows. And I haven't done a late-night phony show for years and years and years. And the last time I did it, um, we played music as well. So we had get-out clause. If we didn't get many phone calls, we could we could play music and stuff like that. Um, but when it's warmer, when it's hotter, um, you get, at night, you get less calls because people are either out and about, having a booze up, I don't know, whatever they're doing, um, or they are in bed and they're too restless or they're irritable. You know, there are all these different stuff. You get less calls and uh well, that's great timing for us as we enter the summer so but this hour you can do whatever you want and it's it's an interesting glimpse into the psyche of the nation a snapshot as to how um people are feeling 0844 499 1000 it works like this look i can see line one is flashing so i touch the screen and go line one you're on the air oh it's gone blank oh god it's gone blank uh, yes. It was worth it. It was worth it. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, hello, Ian. Dennis. You, I'll tell you what, your children in those streams brought back very happy memories of me 
Turn your radio, turn your radio off, Dennis. Go on. Standing in one of those muddy pools and put the make the mud come through your toes, wriggling yeah. your toes in the mud. Oh God, it was great. It's fun, isn't it? It's fun, isn't it? And I, I was sat there and I didn't get in, but next time I'm going to get in with them. But I was sat there and I had, we I had already because I had a towel and they they kept they kept um, putting mud on them and they said, Daddy, are we allowed to do this? I said, Boys, you get as filthy as you want. You're not going to tell us off. I said, Get get filthy. Come on, put it all over you if that's what you want to do. Those were in the days when we used to have fun when we went out. Now, of course, if you haven't got a telephone stuck to your ear, they're not <laughs> interested in the, the, you know, these roaring time. The first thing they did when they got into the stream, though, Dennis, was they both pulled down their pants and did a wee. I wouldn't be surprised. They, 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 well, they're, they're, but they like weeing outside as well. They're very weird like that. But, um, it's good. And I remember doing that as a kid. And I said, look, and I gave them the option to strip down to their pants. They chose not to. They wanted to roll up their trouser legs. And, uh, we just, yeah. an hour and a half, just them paddling about in a stream while I was sat there laughing. Well, you see, we didn't have to roll up trouser legs because we were all in shorts to start oh, with. Yeah, you see, yeah. Don't go. forget. It was a great day when you got out of shorts and into long trousers. There you go. When you left 14. How's, there you how, go. how's things going, Dennis? You all right, fella? Yeah, we get by. It's like yes. everything else. Yeah. Um, we have a bit of... We've got a laugh. Christ, what, what's left in the world if you don't understand and have a laugh. And it's true. I try to leave people when they ring me. I'm not nasty-minded. I try and leave them laughing. When I want information from people, I get talking, tell them a joke. And surprising the amount of help you get you if you can leave them laughing. You're one of the good ones, Dennis. Well, I try. I try. I wouldn't say I'm a good one, but I keep trying. All right, man. I'll see you later on. Take care. Bye bye. Have a time. nice time. He's uh, going to be 92 in May if he makes it. I went to see Fifty Shades of Grey with that man. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, line one. Hello, love. I like being outside as well, Ian. It's, there's quite, something, quite there's something very frank, I'll be honest, my youngest wanted to do a number two, and I drew the line at that, I've done it in the past when he's been desperate, and we've used a handkerchief, but I'm, I, I could never subscribe to the wiping your bum on a leaf. Oh, well, I, I was going to just, um, reminisce about my old days, um, as a kid, he brought it, brought memories back for me, talking about your lads, and, um, the village I, I live in, I grew up in as well, um, we've got a We've got sort of like a, you go down a bit of a lane and there's a brook. And that's, you know, when we're really young, that's where we'd venture to. And we'd, um, we'd have them little cheap bamboo fishing nets catching sticklebacks and yep. stuff. Um, and then as we got a bit older, we'd venture further down this track and it'd go off into the fields. And um, we used to build um, swing ropes. And, Beautiful. I mean, we spent hours and hours and hours of numerous summers down there on the swing rope. And it was right at the top of a hill, um, like, a, like a bank, and we'd swing down and jump off, seeing if we could sort of, like, jump off over the other side of the brook into the field, and uh, one of my mates landed on a barbed wire fence. Oh yeah, I landed in six-foot-high stinging nettles once. But um, we had a mate, um, and he, he'd quite often, if he needed to go for a number two, he was happy to, you know, use a dock leaf. Oh, I never did it, and no. I never could. no. I don't approve of... Uh, weeing outside, beautiful. Yes, of course, let's all do yeah. it. I don't approve of poos outside. Did, did you ever... Right, these, is, this is linked to this. Here we go. When you were a kid playing hide-and-seek... Yes. Now, me and my mate laugh about this now. We, 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 we call it the hide-and-seek feeling. Oh. 
whenever you were playing hide and seek, you always seemed to need a number two. I don't know whether it's adrenaline or what. <laughs> but you sort of crouch, you're hiding in a bush. Yes. You know, you find the ultimate spot to hide and nobody's going to find me. And you sort of crouch there, sitting there thinking, Ross. Thank you very much for that. I don't, well, uh, let, let's thank you for that, Ross. Excellent call. I, I I don't know if that's a known phenomenon of people needing to do that when they uh, play um, hide and seek. That's how it works, guys. It's as simple as that. You want to play? And I saw a couple of people calling there when I was speaking to Russ, and then they put the phone down. Doesn't matter. Uh, we've got 50 minutes of this. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, the Sun today is a really weird newspaper. We've already uh, um, talked about Kelvin McKenzie coming across as the slimy, spineless cowardly oh do you know what i'm gonna block you for being an idiot um spineless cowardly little sh1t that he is when he's um he accepts no responsibility for the sun's headline on hillsborough i fell for the lies from the police lock stock and barrel he says all right poor poor you kelvin uh, must be must be really tough for you kelvin um but then the front page of the sum is the weirdest. I'm looking at it as a front page, and I'm thinking, um, um, I don't get it. I don't get what the front page is about. I'll tell you in a second what it is. Yes, line one. Hey, this is Wayne, first-time caller. What's your name, first-time caller? Wayne. Wayne? Yeah. Hello, Wayne. Whereabouts are you calling from? Birmingham. Birmingham. Ah, lovely Birmingham. I used to work there. I love Birmingham. Yeah, what station did you work at? Um, I used to work at BBC WM 95.6. Oh, it's a good station. No, it's not. It's run, it's run by Muppets and Drones. What have you called oh, in for, no. Wayne? I want to talk about Guy Goma. Oh, yes, it's the 10th anniversary of Guy Goma. What are your memories of Guy? He's a very funny lad, he was. The way he went to the BBC for a job interview and then talking about Apple like he knew what he was talking about when he didn't have a clue at all. There are some people, including super sexy, I can't say the last word of her her Twitter name because it's a racial swear word, um, who are claiming you're a fake caller, Wayne. No, I'm not fake. Are you sure? Definitely. What's your date of birth? 27 of 5, uh, 81. There we go. The, the, the way she delivered that birthday was pretty speedy. That you, you, that can't be fake. Uh, 0844-499-1000. Good evening, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. We're taking calls straight to air. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Sounds like the number station in the last year, right? Yes. 
Bye. Thank you for that caller. Okay, thank you very much indeed. I was getting 9015, but I wasn't getting the... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I enjoyed that. It was good. Yes, line two, you're on the wireless. Because you probably work at an all-night garage. You probably work at an all-night garage. You probably work at an all-night garage with talk radio on. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, am I on the air now? You're on the air now, yes. Ah, hey, hey, it's Bruce from Ilford. Hello, Bruce, how you doing, mate? You are right? Yeah, not too bad. We've got a bit of a funny connection, Ian. Um, this goes back quite a few years, but... Oh. Um, I booked... <laughs> no, not like that. Oh. But um, I, I, it was my suggestion to book you on Ready, Steady, Cook. <laughs> the, the celebrity version of Ready, Steady, Cook. Oh, thank you. Did, we, we didn't meet on that day, did we? Uh, we did, but I was a lonely runner. How, well, well, so, how, how did someone, how did a runner, um, how was a runner's suggestion not I- I- ignored and laughed off immediately? Well, because it was obviously a good suggestion. Oh, mate, I, I, had, a, I had a great, well, thank <laughs> you, thank you for that. I had a great time doing that. You're very, very kind. What are you doing now? Oh, well, I left, I left the TV industry. Good. Um, Me too. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know why as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, got into sales and stuff like that. But there's another thing about that day which you, you have no idea about. Yeah, go on. So the first thing to do was to get you on the show. Yeah. Or, or like, suggest it. And they, got, they did that. That was great. Yeah. Then I reached out to a friend of yours. Yeah. Well, I say friend, kind of friend of me, really. Um, I reached out to Barry from Watford. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you remember, but there's a segment where they used to Ainsley would go into the audience and ask get uh, an audience member to ask a question. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to set it up for Barry oh, to come and be mate. that guest, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen because he wasn't available. Oh, oh. He, do you know he's never told me that? How funny! <laughs> he's never ever well told me that. The, the thing is, as well, what I was really trying to do was kind of try and do it very sneakily because obviously no one on the production would have noticed Barry being there. Yeah, yeah. Except you, oh, wouldn't that have been funny? me and him. Wouldn't that have been funny? Uh, that, well, but, but what was your name again, mate? Bruce? Uh, Bruce. Bruce. Oh, thank you for that, Bruce. I had such... Uh, uh, it was me and Christian O'Connell doing it. And here's the thing, guys. Here's the, here's the con about fake TV... Uh, you know when you t- well, you know this, Bruce, but when, when on Ready Steady Cook, when you turn up with your bag of shopping, I didn't have a clue what was in it. I had to go, be shown literally before I went on stage what was in my bag of shopping. There's another lie to that as well, Ian. Oh, go on. Because uh, do you remember they they gave you different coloured bags and they were different values? Yeah, yeah. So like you had to say, oh, this bag costs seven pound fifty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, way costs always way more than that. Really? It's always organic and oh yeah. Oh, flipping yeah. it! What I can't. Yeah. If you can't believe Ainsley, what can you? But Percy Pepper and Tommy Tomato, what can you believe? This is why I had to leave him. It's why I had to leave. Oh mate, well listen, I, re- I appreciate you suggesting me for that. And what a lovely, um, I, what a lovely uh, phone call, mate. That I, I took my mother-in-law that day. She loved it, and my mum watched it at home, and she loved it. So you made you made two old women very happy, and I had a great time. Thank you for that, Bruce. No problem at all. Cheers, mate. You. Take care. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. There we go. What, what, what a nice bloke. Um, the, um, he got me booked on Ready, Steady, Cook, that fella. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Oh, wait, 444 
So the front page of The Sun doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever as the front page of a newspaper. Don't make any any sense at all. It was me and Christian O'Connell, right? And I remember, I tell you what, I like Christian a lot. He's a nice bloke and he's always been very kind to me. He nicked a gag. When we had to go out and do like a little rehearsal in the studio, just so we got used to where we were and stuff like that, um, I did a gag and then he, he nicked it. He used it really early on in the record, so I didn't have a chance to, to get it out. I won ready, steady. I had a plate. I wonder what happened to that plate. Well, that's gone. That'll be gone. Could have sold that on eBay for a fortune. I've, I've lost it. It's gone. I, I think, um, when, uh, when we moved from the, I had a, a, an apron that was signed by Ainsley and a big ready, steady cook plate. And I think when we moved out from the flat into the house, I think, I think, I think it went. Oh, eight, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the phone number. Seven pence a minute plus access charge significantly more from mobiles. So the, the sun today, has gone nuts. So it's got Kelvin McKenzie denying all responsibility for um, uh, the, the appalling Hillsborough coverage that The Sun did. Right. And the front page of The Sun is the weirdest thing. Right? There's a picture of uh, 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 Alicia Dixon looking hot. I mean, she's a beautiful young lady. Although it doesn't look like Alicia Dixon at all. It doesn't look anything like her. Right. But the front page headline... Brand to be a dad. Romeo Russell's lover pregnant. I mean, Comic 40 delighted. It's an exclusive by Stephen Moyes. It's not, because it's in some of the other papers as well. Romeo Russell... This is the front page of Britain's biggest selling newspaper, right? And I have no no idea why... Romeo Russell Brand is to be the f- a father for the first time, and he's delighted. Partner Laura Gallagher, 27, is five months pregnant, and legendary womanizer Brand, 40, is said to be counting the days to the birth. A friend... A friend... A friend said Russell and Laura are thrilled to bits at the prospect of becoming parents. Full story, page five. It continues... Oh, wait, 444991000, by the way. Toys R Us. I want to see what they've done there. Comics joy over first baby. Romeo may now settle down. Russell Brands. And it goes on, there's a whole story, a whole page about a 40 year old man is going to be a dad. And I'm thinking, um. Where is where is the interesting part of this story? Isn't there stuff going on in the rest of the world? This, uh, well, oh, hang on. It, it turns out there isn't because if you look at the rest of the front pages, there's nothing going on. The front page of the Daily Mirror. I know where Moore's killer buried Keith. Well, all right. So, so I, I saw that headline in the petrol station today, and I thought, yeah, bullshine. That's 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 someone who wants a little bit of attention. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. The uh, Daily Mail has got a front page uh, picture of um, who's Hugh's date? It's Mrs. Bonneville. Smiles. The actor and his wife Lulu at last night's Baftas. Why on earth is Hugh Bonneville getting so much um, press coverage at the moment? I don't understand it. I know he's in a new play, but as far as I'm aware, the play is kind of in the middle of nowhere. 
he's getting a lot of um, press coverage, which is very, very odd. And then the Daily Star, Britain's greatest newspaper, the Great British Fake Off. Now, this, this lol. This is um, uh, this is this is news. This is news, guys. Ba- basking, 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 basking Brits are set to throw sickies in their thousands today as they see out the glorious 27 degrees heatwave. Most of the UK will enjoy more sizzling sunshine before storms arrive tomorrow. Now, I'm hoping it will storm. It's very close, isn't it? Of course I know. It's very close, isn't it? And we need a good thunderstorm to, um, to, to break the weather. Speaking of good weather, here's, here's something. Well, there's the, the, the star's got the star's the only one that's got decent papers, uh, decent stories in today. There really does. I know that there's like EU and, and Brexit and all that, and we can't talk about it because the election's coming up, and both sides are just seem to be. One side will say something spurious, and the other one will will deny that, but then throw something equally as spurious back, and it's very confusing. And I'm glad we can't talk about it. A because it's dull, and B because I haven't got a clue what's going on. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. But the Sun has got um, uh, two stories. Okay. Punt Wars. Steady! Punt Wars. Steady. Punt Wars River Blitz. This is in Cambridge. Now, if you've ever been to Cambridge, it's nice Cambridge, right? But they, um, they do overdo the punting just a little bit. Just a little bit. They do like to um, have a punt. And I don't trust those guys. Is it the same? Is it the, the, the punters, are they the same? Do you, you don't need a licence, I don't think, to punt. I think you can just rock up with a boat and a stick and you can do it. Much in the same way that the um, um, in... London and other cities, they have those uh, little ped- not pedalos. Pedalos are another form of bike. Rickshaws. The rickshaws. Thank you very much indeed. But they're not proper rickshaws because they're pedalling. I my rickshaws to be pulled by someone wearing a, a hat, a triangular hat. That's what I want. Punt Wars River Blitz. Worried river wardens are splashing out on a patrol boat to stop punt wars. Feuding tour operators have caused chaos on the River Cam in Cambridge as they battle to dominate the lucrative industry. I mean, how much can you make? <laughs> how much can you make? Someone's talking about pedlos on, on Periscope. From punting. The conservators of the River Cam, who will spend £10,000 on the vessel. Ah, here we go. Here we go. We'll also tackle... Um, uh, we'll also tackle uh, illegal operators over fears congestion has made the river unsafe. Has anyone ever actually done that thing? I've seen someone falling off of a, a, um, a punt. Um, they were. They, I suspect they were probably drunk. I think there's a lot of boozing going on at the, the, that kind of place. But has anyone ever done that thing where you punt... And then you get stuck on the stick and you end up holding the stick. You know, like in comedy programmes and shiz. Has that ever actually happened? Oh, 844-499-1000. River manager Jed Ramsey. River manager. 
I'd like to have more of a visible presence on the river. We can use the boat for license checking and also recovering, ah, here we go, abandoned punts and boats. And it gets even more mysterious. Or a gondola, someone's asking what the difference between a punt and a gondola. A gondola has the curly bits at the end, like the um, the funny slippers. The boat will also be used to round up swans, which can be aggressive during punt races. What the hell is going on in Cambridge, for crying out loud? They're having punt races? There are aggressive swans getting in the way? This is absolute nonsense. 0844 499 1000. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Well, so far, we're, we've got 30 minutes of the show to go. Where have we been this hour? We've um, talked about Ready, Steady, Cook, uh, a programme that I uh, did. I I can't remember if we got paid for Ready, Steady, Cook. I think we did. I know for Come Dine With Me, you got, you got um, three grand, I think it was, for Come Dine With Me, I think. And if I'd known Lembit Opic had been up, was going to be on there, I'd have asked for twice that, at least. Flipping it. The bloke was an absolute nightmare to deal with. An absolute nightmare. I wish I'd kept the video footage I shot on my telephone of him off his face on sugar, bouncing up and down on Jodie Marsh's trampoline, swearing and sticking his fingers up. Although he'd recently um, lost an election and he was furious, furious. Yeah, sugar. And he was furious um, and he was slagging off everyone who didn't vote for him. And I just remember saying to him, but, but, but Lembit, that's that's democracy. You know, maybe if you'd um, spent less time on the red carpet and um, less time hanging out with, you know, going out with, with pop stars and weather girls, more time uh, doing, um, you know, MPing things, then maybe you wouldn't have got voted out. But I can't remember if I got paid. I must have got paid for Ready, Steady, Cook. I remember it was like miles away from where I lived. To a- an absolute age to get there. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It was like sort of southwest London somewhere, but but really out in the sticks. It wasn't Twickenham. It wasn't Twickenham. It was out in the sticks, but it was miles away. And it was the it was just the weirdest day. And Ainsley Harriet, you know, was was charming and delightful and all the time it's like it's like mike tv on um uh charlie in the chocolate factory where he, he goes in the tv and i've done so many jobs where it's like man i'm i'm actually stood in the tv i I've had the same feeling with that uh, same feeling with uh mastermind with the weakest link same feeling with the weakest link very very odd oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number although i su- i suspect um I suspect uh, that we may have used up all of our phone calls for this evening, and that's absolutely fine if that's the case. Absolutely fine. Um, um, We'll sit here and chat quite happily, but we've got the answer phone. I haven't got the number for the answer phone, but I will give it to you at the end of this. Basically, it's a phone number which you can call up. Um, In fact, I can get the answer phone up now. If I I open Skype on my computer... Um, you can phone up this uh, 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 um, number any time. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, God, my whole thing's crashed. doesn't matter. Anyway, you phone up a number, you leave a message on Skype, and uh, I collect them after a few days, and I play them. And it sounds... Um, go away, bare-naked ladies, karaoke style. Come here, answer phone. It sounds like this. Close down Twitter. Close down Twitter. Bring back the bitch for anyone on Twitter. 
the show's great seeing. Because of this fact, I, I can allow to be arrogant, patronising, and rude to whomever I choose. Good day, sir. Jacinta? Jacinta, if you still like Quinoa, and my genuine fair trade Bolivian poncho, I will literally slap you purple. Jacinta? But that's it, I'm going to give you such a pinch. I just say, Gatford, you've got the voice of an angel. Hello, mate. You're free to talk, mate. Who do you support, mate? Okay, mate. I'll put you through, mate. I don't think it works. It hung up on me. Anyway nice bit of culture. I've written a haiku called Pears Kaiku. <clears throat> Here we go. Ian speaks to the gang. Cat gauges over the mic. We stare at our phones. Alright, good art. Later on, bye. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number if you want to call now. If you want to call the answer phone, uh, do you know what? I've got that open now, so you can either call now and come on the air, or you can call it um, uh, uh, during the night or the day and leave a message. Oh two oh eight one double three six seven three two. Oh two oh eight one double three six seven three two. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello, line one. You all right? I'm all right. Yeah. Who is your favourite Big Brother contestant of all time, including celebrity Big Brother? Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, I'm going Perez Hilton for me. Uh, I don't think I watched the Perez Hilton. Oh, I don't think on. I was working. Well, no, no come on. I, I didn't. I don't think I watched it. All right, I'll leave you to the question then. Well, can I ask why it's so important to you? It's not that important to be honest. I just thought I'd ask. Okay. If you don't have an answer, I'm sure I'll get to sleep. Okay, well, you go, you go to sleep. I'll, I'll have a think, and something something may uh, something may pop up. All right, mate. Cheers. Ta-ta. Night-night. Bye-bye. Sleep well. And that really is it. You know, you can literally... Uh, uh, no, not Brian. I like Brian. Um, um, I suppose Lawler. Law, I suppose Lawler, because she's a mate now, isn't she? Um, uh, and that's it. 
you can call in about <laughs> about anything you want. Oh two eight no oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Then there's the other story in um, there's the other story in the papers today. In in the well, it's in some of the papers. It's in quite a few of the papers. But the Star, I think, cover it the best. Where is it? Oh, where is it gone? I can't read my own writing. I like it when the show dissolves. It's dissolving now, and I like it when it does that. Oh, yeah, Prince Prince Harry. Prince Harry's got a tough life, hasn't he? he hasn't he just? Prince Harry, I don't want to sit on my ass. Royal struggle to find the right job. Mm, I wonder how many times you've seen him... Uh, down the job centre. Prince Harry yesterday hit back at claims he is work shy. The Royal insisted he does not get any satisfaction from sitting at home on my ass. Oh, come on, man. He's got, like, um, Xbox 3 and PlayStation 7. And all of the new games. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Have you seen the, the recent... Oh, oh, hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. We've got a phone call on Skype. Hang on a second. Stay there. Yes, Skype. I will. Hello, Skype. I can hear you. They bottled it. Right, sorry. Carry on. Yes, I do apologise. How rude. Uh, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. Um, have, you, have you seen Love and Mercy? The Brian Wilson um, film. Yes, I have. Yeah. What did you think of that? I um, thoroughly enjoyed it. But I also yeah. appreciated it was a um, fictional um, uh, recounting of various events. How much of the film is fictional? Um, well, I don't, I don't know for sure, but um, uh, yeah. I, I suspect huge, huge chunks of it are. Yeah, yeah. I, I did wonder, and I thought you were the man to ask. I, I thought the recreation of the pet sound sessions were beautiful, weren't they? I thought they were great. I thought they were great. I know Carol yeah. Kay hates it, but then she's a miserable old cow. Um, who Why did she hate them? Because, oh, because there's a... Carol Kay is the most miserable person in the world, and I know this from experience after emailing her, and she yeah. sent me nothing back but vile abuse. Uh, for those who don't know, Carol Kay is um, one of the most famous bass players in the world, although you won't, won't know her, but she played on loads of 60 songs. Um, and there's a bit where Brian Wilson... There's a bit where she questions Brian for having two people playing different keys, and he says, don't worry, try it, it'll be fine. And she was really yeah. angry because she said, well, I wouldn't have asked that. Um, but <laughs> Eugene Landy, Brian's psychiatrist in the mid-'70s for a few years and then again in the 80s, I find... Yeah. He's dead now, unfortunately. Well, he's dead. I, I would love to have interviewed him. I find him absolutely fascinating. Yeah, because he yeah, saved, I, I, he, I wondered about him perhaps most of all, actually. He's, I mean, a lot of that is true. I don't know about, about that. I know that he, he met his, she's now his wife, Melinda, in, as a car dealership. I don't know how much of that exactly is true. But, but Eugene Landy, um, uh, controlled Brian Wilson's life. And Brian was not allowed to go anywhere without, they were called the Surf Nazis. And it was a team of, um, Eugene's, uh, people who worked for Eugene Landy. And they would go and they would film everything that Brian Wilson did. There's a brilliant thing. Yeah, 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 it's true. And he would take, he ended up taking a load of money. He got paid an absolute fortune. In the end, the other Beach Boys had to come back in and um, um, argue that, that he was, Brian was being exploited. And it got really nasty. And Brian Wilson would do basically what he was told. There's some really good clips on YouTube 
If you, um, and I want to try and find, there's a brilliant bit, hang on a second, Brian Wilson, Eugene, there's a really famous interview where Eugene Landy gets torn apart. Ah, right, the 20-minute homework, right? Brian Wilson, okay. Primetime Live, 1991. Go and watch that. Okay. Go and watch that, okay. and it will it will blow your mind. Honestly, it's um, it's Brian Wilson being questioned, basically saying he loves Eugene Landy, and then Eugene Landy in a separate interview being torn apart, being torn apart. It's one of the. It's weird because Landy, um, saved Brian Wilson's life, and he doesn't. I don't think he gets the credit for that. It, it, Brian Wilson would have been dead if it hadn't been for Doctor Landy, but. You know, how much damage was he doing? Uh, Line two, you're on the wireless. It sounds like he's saying something rude. There we go. We're about to about to enter the eternal loop. There. Thank you. Two excellent calls. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh, I was going to play a bit of music, wasn't it? I'm so tired. It's just, um, um, uh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter at all. Ah, oh, man alive, I'm tired. Last 15 minutes. Kath, you want to come and join me for the last 15 minutes of the show? Why the hell? Why the hell not? So this is Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. Um, should we, should we have a little... Listen to what you, you could have been, uh... You right? Ah, oh, weary. I know, I'm, I'm flagging today. I didn't sleep last night, really. I didn't get to sleep till about half past one. Oh, really? Too hot. That would explain it. Mm-hmm. Let's have a listen to what you... Uh, let me just stop... Um, we'll play that again in a bit. We don't want to give someone else some free advertising. Um, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. More than welcome to. It's been quiet on the calls, but I tell you what, the calls we've had mm-hmm. have, without exception, been brilliant tonight, and that's why it's worth um, why I think it's worth pursuing this and making well, it a little bit harder for ourselves. Also, I think if you listen a lot and you hear the same voices over and over again, yeah. you can be forgiven for thinking that we only want those people, yeah. and it's not that we don't want them; it's that we want you as well. Here we go. This is what you could have been listening to. If you, you, you would ask, why am I arrested? Oh, don't worry, we find a charge when we get there. This isn't Katie Hopkins, but this is Katie Hopkins is on the other side. They've put her in for a week because they're desperate. Mm. They are starting to panic. That they're, they're realizing personality radio. Maybe that's what we need at night time. So they got this. White people took over black people's country. I was just telling the guy I spoke to. Yeah. She can't get a word in. She cannot get a word in Edgware, and for for Hopkins, she. I mean. I'm really interested. So you have been turned down for jobs to your face with people giving you the reason it's because of the colour of your skin? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting story. And do you know what? She's doing it really, really badly. Because she's not, you know... Hey, listen, if anyone can get a gig in this business, then congratulations to... um, to them. But it's an interesting thing. If they are putting that up against us, it's like, well, let's not try and do something funny or different. Let's just go for anger. Let's just go for anger and hatred and division, guys. People love that stuff. Where, yeah, well, yeah, and we can do that stuff. We will do that stuff from time to time. But also, it's just kind of nice to do something that's um, nice and friendly and inclusive wanna, and a bit of a laugh. Do you want to listen to that in bed, though? Someone no, yelling. We've had a, I've had a load of people on Twitter today, a couple of people, um, um, I'm thinking of specifically, said, I'm so glad I found you tonight. I can't fall asleep with Hopkins in my ears. Hmm. And, um, yeah, you, uh, you know, it, uh, 
angry late night rate. And we can do the angry, and people want to phone in and be angry, then that's groovy, man. But, you know, let's have a laugh as well. But there's nothing in the papers worthy of... Um... Oh, no, I see. Well, this is a fun. This is a funny story. This is a funny story. And I... I what's Now, how do you pronounce her name? Michelle Moni? Moan. Uh... See, I did a joke there. Did you? Um... I've really booed. She is the the uh, sexy lady that makes bras, sexy bras. Canny businesswoman. She no 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 no. She's a fit fox that makes f- fine underwear for you ladies. So She's us a men. Canny businesswoman who happens to be as attractive as she is no, successful. No, you 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 you're not hearing me. She's one hot mama, and she's making bras so that even plain mamas can be hotter. Oh, yeah, sorry, my mistake. Lingerie tycoon, Michelle Moni. Moan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? That's not even really a moan, is it? It's a joke, but it's, a, it's not even it's really a joke. a whimper. It's a small joke about this big. May be known for giving women plenty of lift. That's clever. And separate. But uh, do you remember the um, uh, 0844-499-1000? The cross your heart bras. But but how do you get your boobs looking so um, perky? It's not me. It's my cross your heart bra. I had something quite similar when um, I was pregnant. And I had the pointiest 1950s boobs you've ever seen in your life in those bras. The Donna Vogue. Yeah. Like proper have your eye out if you're not careful. Boobs. The fifth... The the shape... um, that society finds attractive the shape yeah. of women that society finds attractive isn't it who who changes it exactly because it changes in the 50s, a lot they go oh look at the points on that yeah Whoa. i tell you i used to have such a big crush on and i used to watch these films when i was a kid and i can't think of her name she was in like english black and white comedies in like the 50s and 60s diana Dawes. no 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 not not as not as um as as voluptuous as Diana Dawes what was her name she's in a few of the carry on films um and she but she's more in like some early Peter Sellers films and I can't think what her name I had such a crush on her and I saw her recently she's really old now, well that obviously, happens but she's still so fine but I can't think what her name is anyone any suggestion if you want to suggest on um there we go. Roger's found us because of Hopkins on the other. Hopkins mm. being on is the reason why I'm listening to you now. Nice one, Roger. Was That'll it Anita Harris? No, 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 no. Um, 0844 499 <laughs> Who is this mystery woman? Um, British. What do I want to type in? Female actors. Carry on. 1960s. Well, I don't think she's in that many carry ons. Um. Let's have a little look here. Let's have a little look-see here. None of these women that have popped up, but... Well, why is, why is she in it? She's not, um... 60s. You, you, the radio show's degenerated into me... Googling... Look, Googling who I used 60s. to fancy. Yeah, Googling 60s babes. Oh, there's got to be... Um, let's try 1950s. Someone, someone, we've got no calls. No one's listening. Give us a clue. What colour hair did she have? Blonde. Right. She was definitely blonde. Not, I haven't got a clue who it was. And we may never well, know. you can do that in your private time, maybe. No, not Sophia Loring. She was British. She was British. She was a British um, 
It's the feeler and the flipping. No, 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 no. A whole lot of woman. Too obvious. No, gorgeous. No, 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 no. Too obvious. Too obvious for me. Trying to think what if I could think of a film that she was in. Maybe she was in Carry On Sergeant. Maybe she was in Carry On Sergeant. Let's have a look. Carry On Sergeant. Joyce Grenfell's in Carry On Sergeant. It wasn't her. Oh, she looked hot in that. You're kidding me! Oh, I had a thing for Joyce Grenfell. I went out with a girl that looked like um, Tess looked like Joyce Grenfell. Crikey! Yeah, 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 definitely. Here it is. Issues, 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 issues. Right, if I could just find out what her. Oh, look at her. She's such a sweetheart. Let me find out her name. Cast. Cast. Come on. Be in the cast list. Oh, this is so unfair. Oh, she's in the film and there's a picture of her. Well, let me look at the picture at least. Well, I've seen the picture. Well, I haven't. Hang on a minute. Let me go to IMDb. No, hang on. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, dearie, dearie, man. This is... How do I see all the cast? Full cast and crew. Not Dora Bryan. Oh, I've got a story about Dora Bryan. Oh yeah, can you tell it on the radio? Yeah, I'll tell it. Right. My dad had a friend who used to stay quite often at a B and B. Yeah. When he was working away from home, and he was such a um, a frequent visitor to this B and B, he could sort of just let himself in and out, and just grabbed his key, went up to his room. Yeah. They didn't have stand on ceremony with him. Of course not. So one night he grabs his key, goes By up the way, to this his. Is, this is content now, guys. We got content. No, now. This is a good one. He goes up to his regular room, climbs in bed. Ah! Ah! There's a woman in the bed. Whoa. That's a woman screaming. Yeah. Not only is there a woman in the bre- bed, it's Dora Bryan. Flipping heck, eh? And what happened? He jumped out again and said he was very sorry, and then he realised that his room had been given over to a, you know, a, a faded uh, actress. But Le- um, she was very delightful about it, apparently, the next morning, but he can say that he's been in bed with Dora Bryan. Ladies and gentlemen, please, would you welcome... Ms. Liz Fraser. Oh, what is it about the stockings and suspender <laughs> club? That's, that's not her usual look, Liz Fraser. And look, there she is as an old woman. And she's still just absolutely stunning. Oh, I remember her. Liz Fraser. Oh, oh I remember her. I had her. such a crush on her. Thanks, Periscopers. Such a crush on her. Well, now you can find her and finally make it work. Well, I... Uh, well... <laughs> I don't think, um, Go yeah. on, I'm sure she's been waiting for you all these years. Lingerie tycoon Michelle Moni. Oh yes, that story. Maybe known for giving women moan. Plenty of groan. Yes, miss, but plenty of lift. But it is unlikely this middle-aged man expected the same treatment. So she picked up this 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 kid, cute right? cute kid. But some do, I don't know. So so she he brings she's her in flowers. Vietnam, isn't she? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, she was. So she, um, he comes up to her, this little kitty, gives her some flowers. She goes, oh, that's so lovely. It picks him up, gives him a cuddle, right? But he's 46 years old. He's a married man. <gasps> he shouldn't be giving flowers to her then, should he, if he's married? Flipping outrageous. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. last few minutes of the show. To the surprise of her, the Ultimo boss scooped up the married 46-year-old. He's not 46. I thought I read 20s. I... This story stinks of bullshine, to be honest. I think he's nine. To the surprise of around 3,000 onlookers after mistaking him for a six-year-old boy, Baroness Bra, Lady Moni... Moan. 44, was oblivious to her error until a woman sitting in the front row shouted, 
Put him down, I'm his wife! <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture, Periscopers. You get to you get the benefit of having a look at the uh, the little fella. There he is. I saw her tweet that last night when she'd done it. She's horrified. The man had gone on stage to present the Tory peer with flowers after she spoke at an entrepreneur's conference in Vietnam. Lady Moni. Moan. Oh, oh God. Insisted the... The guy was fine with it, and the whole room was screaming with laughter. I'm sure he was fine with it. Well, I bet he loved it, didn't he? Uh, yes, line one. Good evening, Ian. It's Alan Kajik. <laughs> Hello, Alan. Nice to talk to you, mate. What you got for us? It's ten years since the guy Gomer and Stillard on the BBC. Yeah, what have you done to celebrate? Have you found somebody to hold me penis yet? Not yet. Not yet, Alan, but we will constantly, constantly um, be looking. Um, well, this person who, who met Stuart Sutcliffe and um, the other the other uh, murderer are they telling murderer. you some yarns? No, not not breaking any confidentialities, but they're, it's it's interesting. Hmm. Um, okay, and then the other thing is um, spam, <laughs> spam emails, spam emails. Jeez, jeez, guys, what is it? We're kind of, we're kind of done. I mean, yeah. there's two minutes of the show. It's been a nice, gen- well, tomorrow we're coming in hard. I'm coming in hard tomorrow. Um, we've, um, you know, we've got, it's been a nice, gentle start to the week. I'm going to start de-rigging. Okay. Did I tell you about the helicopter that got in the way of the Red Arrows yesterday? No. Yeah. Go on. We had to stop the display and we watched this helicopter amble across the sky. You should have shot it down. Well, we gave, we all were told to give it a very hard stare. And I said to my brother-in-law, who's in the RAF, can they shoot it down legally? And he said, oh, I don't think so. But do you know what they did? They buzzed it. Oh, really? They, they flew quite close to it and gave him a little bit of a shock. That would... What, what, what was he doing? Drones are the problem. Yeah, you know um, that drone that crashed into that plane the other week? Didn't happen, did it? It wasn't a drone. It was a plastic bag. It was a plazzy bag. I didn't know it was a plazzy bag. I it just was, thought they couldn't prove it. It was a plazzy bag. There's no drone. Flipping it. So it was just litter. So what it is, right, it's the anti-drone lobby spreading their evil bile and their filth and their propaganda to try and curb this this fun hobby. It must have been a bag for life to cause that amount of fuss. Well, it's a bit the, thicker. It could have been any... You know, they just... You know, pilots need to toughen up a little bit. And that's what tomorrow's show is going to be about. How wimpy are our uh, pilots these days? And what on earth can we do to toughen those guys and girls up? Because when I'm being flown, I really want... Um, tough I don't guy. Want I, don't, I want a tough guy. I want a tough guy. I don't want wimps. Well, the show gently unravelled this evening. And I'm very happy with that. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Ed. We'll be back tomorrow at 10. Ta-ta. Talk radio. Dial up some dialogue. Talk radio. We'll get you talking.